Hey everyone, welcome to the OFT Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Voles, Site Manager, Emperor, Supreme Warlord, and Defender of the Faith over at OneFootDown.com on the SP Nation Network. And joining me once again is the Commissioner, Jude Seymour, and the Chief Inspector. And you know what? Screw it. Absolute Notre Dame football meme lord, Brennan McElinden. Fellas, have you ever had chunky Alfredo sauce? Mm, that sounds oh, awful. Disgusting. I got to tell you, man, I've, I've never been more insulted in my life. Like, like you know, I mean, just generally pissed off. So, so Sunday, we don't get, we didn't get up for mass. We're just absolutely was like, no, we're not getting up. So we went to, um, uh, we went to the five o'clock service, uh, over at, in Fort Wayne, uh, actually, uh, St. Charles where, uh, Irish tightness, uh, where, where he, uh, does most of his uh, spiritual damage. Uh, anyways, uh, lovely service. We get out, uh, but we're going out for dinner. And the kids voted on Texas uh, Roadhouse, which isn't normally an option that uh, that my wife and I will go to. I mean, I don't really care, but she, she doesn't really care for it. We're like, all right, you know, let's go. Ah, shit, it's Sunday night in Fort Wayne. You couldn't find a parking spot. I'm like, no, we're not. I'm not waiting 40 minutes to eat. I am the the body of the Lord is not filling up the stomach tonight. Uh, <laughs> we need to eat. So across the street is this little place called Salvatore's. In Fort Wayne, there's like three or four of these. Uh, it, used to, it used to just start off as one. It was like right next. It's attached to a gas station over New Haven. Pretty decent food. It's just it's just pasta mostly. I mean, it's nothing grand. I mean, I think it's got voted like Fort Wayne's number one Italian food place. But they fucking did Ziano's uh, a couple of years in a row just because of their breath. It's it's a joke. Uh, but but it's a decent place just for pasta, whatever. There's a bunch of other better Italian places, except it wasn't better for pasta that night. The Alfredo sauce was the char. I mean, I don't know what the hell I ate, dude. I mean, honestly, Olive Garden beat would beat the shit out of this place. It was that ter- that terrible. And I'll tell you what, too. As an Italian American, I don't get offended like some like faux rage about the the mafia stuff. Uh, even though I think it is a little over the top, that's the only thing people think about when you when you you know say you're Italian or anything like that. It's instantly the mafia. But I go to the bathroom, and uh, I go to the bathroom, and there's what, four or five posters on the wall. What are the posters on the wall in the bathroom? Fucking Sopranos, fucking Godfather, fucking um, uh, Goodfellas. Uh, there's a big portrait of Al Capone. And there's also a big poster of Scarface. And I'm like, this fucking place can't even get boy. this right. There's a goddamn <laughs> Cuban on the wall. That's that's awful. Oh, boy. So I so I got a post-it note out, and I fucking let them know and put that on the poster. Like, it's offensive enough that all you have in here is mafia shit, and then now you have this Cuban as well. Wait. Hold and up. you don't even know how to cook your Alfredo without curdling oh, the my milk. Hold up. That was before, that was before the, the pasta came. You walk around. I was with already own, in a mood. You walk around with your own post-it notes. My wife had some on her. So you went to the bathroom, came back, and said, "Give me a post-it note." Yes. Oh. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Okay. No, I don't go to the bathroom with post-it notes. Although, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, it's, it wouldn't be a bad idea in life to just carry around a set of post-it notes. 
And like when you see something, instead of like calling the manager over or something like that, just you know what? Write a little note. Like, hey, there's a there is a small turd on the floor. Put a post-it note up by the wall by it. Can I guess just how like, you you started that post-it note? Go ahead. You can guess. It was some here with my family. <laughs> 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 no, Did I get it? it was like it was, you got it in there, but that was not correct. Uh, it was simple. Uh, I just put this dude's Cuban. <laughs> Pick a different one. Uh, I didn't say that. I just said this dude's Cuban. So well, now you have to go back in a month and find out if they took down uh, took down the Scarface. I don't know. It's offensive, man. Quit. I mean, Jesus, God Almighty. I honestly, I'm not sure. I mean, definitely. Definitely the most offensive thing to the Italian people was the Alfredo sauce. Uh, their attempt at it, but come on, man. <laughs> you literally put Scar- a Scarface poster in an Italian restaurant bathroom along with a, a bunch of other mobster things. This is a couple of blown away. Blown away, gentlemen. Just absolutely blown away. So. I'm also blown away because the college football season is over. We're going to get to all that. Um, uh, I don't even know. I'm not sure where we should begin, uh, but let's uh, let's start simple. Uh, no, let's start. Uh, this is bad radio. I'm just all over the map. I'm, I'm, look, I am still shook by the chunky Alfredo sauce. Uh, <laughs> I got some reviews, uh, so let's let's get that out of the way, and then we'll get down to to business business. I uh, just reminded everybody, get on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review. Any review that you leave, I will read word for word on the next OFT podcast. And Brendan, as always, what what, uh, what kind of review are we looking for, bud? Uh, we are looking for those earned Sam Hartman five stars. Absolutely. Absolutely. Biggest, uh, biggest get in the portal. Biggest get in the portal. Uh so this first one here uh, is a earned Sam Hartman five star from NYC Irish 22. And I did get a message from him. I don't know if it was an email or a DM. I can't remember. Uh, but he said his, his, uh, his review got cut off. So this is only half his review. Uh, but we're going to read the half that, uh, that got published. I don't know. I don't know what happened to the other half. It just disappeared into a, uh, a pet or doozy black hole. I don't know. Uh, but uh, it says the, the choo choo train is rolling. Uh, found your pod from a friend before the season started. This latest episode had me rolling. The topics covered trains rolling through Baton Rouge, Marcus Freeman slash Tyler Buckner as Jack. And that's it. That's, that's all the review. Uh, but I get the gist of it and uh, welcome aboard. Uh, <laughs> welcome aboard our train, buddy. Always Why glad to have serious? a fellow uh, Thomas, the tank engine watcher. Jude. What? Have you seen any of the new new Thomas the Train shit? You know, I to be honest with you, I haven't watched in a couple of years because my kids aren't watching it. Yeah, yeah, it's been a it's probably been a solid at least year and a half, two years at least. Oh my god, don't 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 do it, too. don't don't ever, just don't do it. It'll just like it'll uh, quite literally train wreck uh, your whole vibe about Thomas. It is so <laughs> fucking <laughs> awful. Did Thomas go woke or something? What happened? I mean, I, I think they kind of did anyways, uh, right at the end of when we were watching. Uh, but no, now it's just, it's so bad. It's like 
the animation is, is is a different style of animation. Um, like the they're all bendy now. You know, the, at least the Ooh, the fun thing about bendy. Thomas was like, yeah, like oh, like the fucking Chuggington bullshit. Oh no 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 no! It's like it's like yeah. See, remember the old debate we used to have about about Chuggington and, and Thomas? Yeah, and that people that thought Chuggington was better were were just the worst people on the planet. <laughs> yes. The, Tom, the Thomas would, is going like a Chuggington route now. I swear, it's fucking awful. I bet Pat Narduzzi. I bet Pat Narduzzi watches Chuggington. Oh, Pat Narduzzi loves Probably. the shit out of Chuggington. Ugh, it's it's terrible. It's terrible. In fact, I, we had uh, we were cleaning out the basement before we put all the Christmas stuff uh, back away, and I had an old. Um, you know those uh, the DVD players for cars for the headrests, like the like the dual ones. You know, used used yeah. to be big before everyone. I had uh, we had one of those down there, and I couldn't remember if it was broke or what was going on with it. So I took it up to the to the truck and and plugged it in, wanted to see if it worked. And sure enough, there was a DVD in there. I don't know why I was surprised that there was a D, there was a there was a DVD in another in the other one too. Uh, but the one that I plugged in, uh, it was a uh, Thomas the Train's Christmas, and it was one of the one of the really good ones. It's like, hmm. So I may have spent 15, 20 minutes out in the truck, just, uh, you know, a little nostal- waxing nostalgic out there. Uh, just me, Thomas, and Percy, and fucking, who is a, a bastard of a train, but at least uh, Gordon and Edward are out there. So, anyways. Just a grown man sitting in his truck watching Thomas the Train. That's it, man. What's the problem with that? Hey, look, I, if that's look, wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> I am not. Uh, I'm not counting the days till I have grandchildren, but I will say uh, the three absolutely packed full totes of wooden Thomas uh, uh, wooden Thomas sets and trains that I have uh, in the basement just stored away for that day. Uh, I'll be pretty happy when I get to break that out again. I'll be pretty. I miss. I miss put laying out the tracks across the entire house. Uh, God damn. This is an emotional podcast. Moving on. Uh, last one here from, um, and this is, th- this is going to be rough gentlemen. So bu- buckle up for, uh, for this review, uh, five stars, by the way. Uh, and this is from gone in, uh, 2059. <sighs> Just keep in mind that I speak English, a little bit of German, some French, some Italian. Just keep that in mind. Like I'm okay. Okay. Like you put it all. If you put it all together, I'm bilingual. Just keep that in mind. I thought this was going to be one of those ones where they were going to make you uh, uh, pontificate about how much better Tombstone is than Home Run N. You know what? I have no idea what the hell this says, but I'm going to read it. I'm excited now. Cinco Estrellas Estilo Benmo. Tengo mucho tiempo escunado este podcast why siempre me diverto con las pendejeas de Josh con la manera con que Brendan heca cada oponente a la basura why como Jude trae la luz de un hoyo negro a cada programa. Gracias por todo. P.S. Si traducen esta revisión why la clean en inglés Vai a cambiar mis estrellas, cambiar mi compriso más rápido 
KL Ostro Tejado Goal! I added the goal. Damn. Uh, I think you nailed it. Um, I don't. I think I was all. I don't think I nailed it at all. I think. Uh, I think we need Oscar to come on the show and uh, do that for us. <laughs> it might have actually probably been Oscar because I know he I, said he's, he's been oh, meaning to write a review. Oh no, it's definitely Oscar. It's definitely Oscar. Yeah, definitely and I, Oscar. And I, and I think the PS might have said if I do this version right, he'll redo it in English. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. Like I said. I speak English, a little bit of Italian, a little bit of French, a little bit more in German, uh, no Spanish, which is probably the one language I actually could use, uh, but uh, nothing. Uh, and I won't insult them by saying I know uh, I know food words. Uh, but uh, so hopefully that uh, that wasn't too butchered. Oscar, thank you for the review and the five stars and all the love. And the beautiful videos that you do. Keep putting out the keep putting out the keep, keep putting in the work, bro. Keep, keep putting, putting out the, the videos of the uh, the calls because they are always a delight every time I see one on my, my every feed. single time, every single time. All right, gentlemen, we're flying out of the college football season. Um, and I'm, I'm actually past the uh, the stress point where I like where I was done with the season because it was. I'm just done with all the all the work. Uh, I'm actually past that a little bit, so uh, so it is a little sad. The season's over with. Uh, now we have this long stretch of uh, of whatnot. But TCU, uh, I, look, hats off, hats off to you, fellas. Uh, appreciate uh, everything that you did for Notre Dame. Uh, Wonderful effort. I you helped Notre Dame. Look, look, look for the uh, look for the Omaha steaks in the mail uh, as a congratulation. Uh, you know. Thank you. Uh, I got Sunny. I got Sunny Dykes of Sherry's Berries. Sent it right to me. <laughs> you know, because now uh, every time Chris Fowler needs to dunk on someone, uh, he will seem more ridiculous uh, than he already does when his default go-to is the 2012 Notre Dame game, uh, which he mentioned in the broadcast, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Uh, shit. Um, I think yeah. we pretty, I think we pretty definitively answered the question of what would have the 2012 game looked like had Nick Saban not called off the dogs, right? Dude, we don't mention that. But here's the thing, dude. Like, I I think that that this game was worse than that game ever could have possibly have hoped. To yeah, have because Kirby Smart literally said "fuck them kids" and and went full on. I do love it in did, the second did, half. Did you hear? There, Bart, there's. Uh, there's some of that, but but at least like at, other than TCU's scoring drive, it was ineptitude that Notre Dame didn't have. I mean, there was like moments, but but I've never seen a team in any sort of spot outside of like an FCS opponent or like vintage Rutgers, like late teens Rutgers in the Big Ten play. I've never seen anybody look that ill prepared. There was only two drives that Georgia didn't score, and one of them was the victory formation at the end of the game. Yeah. The other one was a was an inexplicable like, three and out to start the second half. Like who who saw that coming? I mean, I would have bet you a million dollars that wouldn't have gone three and out to start the second half. And it scored on every possession otherwise. And it's fine that they scored on every possession because Michigan basically scored on every possession against TCU too. The problem was is that um 
Max Duggan and that entire offensive operation outside of that opening opening drive where they were able to, to hit on the busted coverage, it was just a shit show of mediocrity and just awfulness. Like the the offense of TCU in that football game, like when 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 we had mentioned in the last pod you know about that? how Michigan had an epic choke job losing to this TCU team because TCU was trash, like that only further plays out here. It, I don't know. I don't know how far down that road I want to go though, because I mean, straight up, Georgia was just fucking dogs that night. They had Georgia, that dog, yeah, you know? Georgia was I mean, dogs, but you don't lose. Just, you don't lose a national championship game sixty-five to seven, and the seven True. points came in the first quarter. You True. couldn't even get a garbage touchdown against the second string. No, dogs. no, you literally couldn't do anything. You couldn't do no. anything. Max Duggan Dude, was Georgia 14, put in their second string for one fifty-two. What Georgia put like, in the second string, it was just there was no drop off at all, none. Well, because there was no there was no drop up for T like TCU's offense was non-functional. They had no after that first drive, whatever they had scripted for it, they had no idea what they were doing in that football game. Well, again, they did, they did luck out. It could have yeah. been a shutout if they didn't have that busted coverage. If they didn't have that busted coverage, we could, it would have been sixty-five to zero or seventy-two nothing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> which would have been choice. Uh, no, I think going back uh, real quick to Fowler. I'd never seen like that many people mad online than I did in that championship game on Twitter and not ND people just like college football fans just absolutely fucking done with him and his bullshit. Like that needs to be, this needs to be the last college football game that Chris Fowler ever fucking called. He's not. He is just, he's just so bad at what he does. It won't be. It just, no. He's not prepared. He's not prepared. No, I mean, he, ESPN has shown a propensity to trot out awful boosts after awful boosts. I, I mean, I think it was, was it Brendan who said like that, that those guys just, they just, they just go, that's just straight narratives for them. They literally have no, uh, well, they, and the yeah. Southern Cal game, is, it definitely was right. Yeah. Jude, I yep. mean like the entire, they knew exactly what they wanted to say the entire game. And unfortunately for us, the game went the way. <laughs> yeah, the game went the way they wanted, so they were able to just fucking trot out every bit of bullshit that they wanted uh, well, in that game. It, it, all while ignoring the fact that Jupine was throwing a perfect game on the other sideline. Right, right. <laughs> Which like, was like, absurd. Absolutely absurd. They got nothing. He he got no, nothing from those two yeah. uh, in that game. Oh, I do find funny, though, is like how many times did, did Herb Street just say, like, you know what? I got I got nothing here. Like it was just so bad. They didn't have any dead air to fill. No, I, I flipped over to the McAfee feed in the second half where McAfee and his boys were just sitting in the end zone calling the game. Um, Cause I, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And it just, I, I think I, I think I'm done with Kirk Herbstreet as a play as a color commentator for whoever because he's awful on the have you have you watched the uh, the Amazon Thursday Nighters? No, but I think that's the problem. I think he's just spread himself Strong so thin. Too. Yeah, yeah. But even before Where I think he used he to was, have a lot more insight. I think the problem. Well, the problem is is when it was Brett Musburger when 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 Uncle Brent was there, um, he brought some levity to it. 
and it didn't feel like Kirk had to do the heavy lifting because Musburger was sort of the star. And then they keep pulling in new people to pair up with Musburger to pour, to pair up with um, Kirk on the the broadcast. And they haven't had a play by play guy that's able to carry a broadcast. So I just I, I don't know. I'm I'm done with that crew. Um, I'm done with with Herb Street. Uh, they paired him with Al Michaels, and it still didn't work. I think I think he's great on game day, um, and he's sort of great in the the sort of shows because there's not a lot of bias in those, I guess, sort of. But I think I've I think I'm burned out on Herb Street. I think this this uh, this national championship game and really the USC game was the start of it. Um, but I think I'm burned out on him. I'm excited for our new Fox overlords to uh, to to bring Gus Johnson and uh, I mean that Joel Platt. I mean, it's it's Gus Johnson. To, Gus Johnson to save college football. I mean, that, I well, mean, she is. I mean, Tariko's been great on uh, Sunday nights, um, which makes me only uh, long for for his uh, docile tones on my television I, for main games. I ha- I have to admit. Listen, I have to admit, Notre Dame's broadcast, Notre Dame's NBC broadcast, <laughs> is just absolute shit. And I am, I am sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Your month Paul shit, is undefeated. Shit about Tarico. Like, listen, they, if they would have brought in Gus Johnson, I would have been a hero. But they weren't able to. Uh, and instead, oh, you bring in Collinsworth. It's, I mean, I was depressed the day Jason Garrett. Announced that he wasn't, you know, gonna go coach. The coach, Raiders. like yeah. well, that the Raiders, but was it Cal? What the fuck was he? I don't know. Stanford? where he was going. Stanford. So, yeah, Stanford. it was Stanford, Stanford, which would have been delightful. I, I was depressed as fuck that day because uh, that needs blown. That needs blown up more than Fowler and Herb Street. That is just so bad. I thought Collinsworth has a voice, but he doesn't have a voice. You know what I mean? Like it's just fucking terrible. Like it is not good. Like that is good for the sidelines where yeah. it's where you kick, kick his ass back down on the sidelines, maybe get some seasoning on them, on them lips uh, before you just use nepotism as a reason to bring someone up. You I mean, what? Mike Monaco, look at Mike Monaco probably deserves that. Not probably. He, he deserves that spot way, way more than Collinsworth, like fucking infinitely more uh, than Collinsworth. But uh, nepotism, you know, Here, here's here's something I want because you, you brought this up for me. Um, and this is something I thought about. Uh, I don't know, a, probably sometime last week. It dawned on me. Um, it was it was last week because I was I was reading some stories about Harbaugh and they were talking about like, you know, Harbaugh and his time at Stanford and, and whatnot. And then I thought about David Shaw and I was like, wait a minute. Who is Stanford's head football coach? And uh, I was Cal, like, it's uh, Cal State Poly's. Uh, I can't remember his name, but no, it's not Cal State Poly. Yeah. Can can either of you tell me who the head football coach of Notre Dame's little R rival? Is? Oh, no. Oh, it's uh, not. It's uh, Sacramento State's uh, former head coach. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like who had who had like a ridiculous uh, uh, playoff game, like in overtime in like pure mud. Uh, so he'll get. So he'll get used to the farm in that term. I mean, woof. Uh, yeah, it is. His name's Troy Taylor. 
Troy the, Taylor, he, thank you. Troy Taylor. He was Sacramento State's coach for uh, three years. In 2019, they didn't play in 2020. 2021 and 2022, they went to the FCS ranks and and pulled a guy up. Um, woof. Jason Carrick was so bad he can't even get that fucking job. My God. Yeah. How about Matt Campbell? How about well? So Michigan. <laughs> so, it's funny you say that. Michigan it's still there. To, Michigan will be in the market for a head football coach. Either Jim Harbaugh is either. Uh, Santa Ono, the president of Michigan. Uh, yes, the president of Michigan's name is Santa Ono. Either Santa Ono comes in, fires Ward Manuel, and makes Jim Harbaugh the highest paid football coach in the Big Ten. Or Jim Harbaugh is coaching in the NFL sometime in the next two weeks, whether or not it's Indianapolis or it's Denver. I don't know. Um, Matt Campbell at Michigan. Can you think of anything that's more delightful than that? I uh, will pretty sure I, he won't uh, be Ohio state for the next 15 years. I mean, I just, I th- I think, I don't know. I'm sure he can be Iowa for the next 15 years. Let alone. <laughs> no, Matt Campbell, Matt Campbell did the thing. He did the thing he this did year. The thing this year. He did the he thing. Did so he can thing, leave. He's he only done the thing him. once. He's only done the thing once. His, well, no, his watch has ended. All you need to do is do it once. And oh, <laughs> it breaks the curse forever and ever. It breaks the curse. And it's sort of like the genie when the uh, the the bracelets snap off at the end of uh, Aladdin, and he's like, "I'm well, what's free." Gonna, what's going to be sad is when Campbell takes over in Ann Arbor, and Creighton leaves Ipsy for Ames. That's oh boy. Kill you me. know what? That would be a pretty good move for. Uh, that's that's what I'm, for Iowa State and for Creighton, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, Michigan's going to be in the coaching in the market for a coach uh, in the next two weeks, unless they're prepared to make Jim Harbaugh the highest paid coach. I mean, they're paying him peanuts because he took that pay cut. And now he's like, I took that pay cut. I won back to back titles and more manuals like we're still not paying you. Um, So I don't I don't necessarily blame Jim for for kicking the tires on the NFL. But like, no, Jim Harbaugh was interviewing with in a a Zoom interview with the Denver Broncos. But you're leaving yesterday. out so much information, too. In, in Schembechler Hall. He was interviewing with the Broncos in Schembechler Hall on Zoom. I mean, but you leave it out. You leave it out NCAA infractions. Oh, yep. Which, he, he which, I, didn't even, which I didn't even know still was a thing. Uh, but apparently it is. He bought a, he bought uh, a cheeseburger for a kid. What, what happened here? Yeah, he bought a cheeseburger and a kid for the Brown Jug, which is an overrated restaurant in Ann Arbor, which was one of the only places that I could watch. I think it was um, the Air Force Notre Dame game in 2007. 2000? 2007. Oh, that, was that a CSTV uh, that deal? It was CSTV. It didn't have it. No. And we lived it. We lived off Pauline at the time. No, no, no. Uh, 2000, 2007 wasn't CSTV. That was in South Bend. Which, 2000. Which, 2010 was and 2000 was there was a game in the seventh season where um it wasn't on local television and i had to i had to i thought it was the well, yeah Force game. well the maybe. notre dame notre dame ucla maybe it was, was notre dame ucla that i, I had to yeah. watch at because the, locally uh, they showed like like in the fort wayne area was uh, was they did purdue like i had that was one of the first times i had to watch a college football game Streaming, and I had to watch it in the bar. It, it, and, I, and I was doing it was in 2007. So let's let's see how good yeah, that's got to be it. Then it was the UCLA. Game. I mean, the seventh season was a blur. I was also, you I mean, so you went to watch a 
a all defeated, all defeated team at that point, like winless Notre Dame team. You went out of your way to watch them play, and when you could have just let it just. Uh, I've never say. missed Notre Dame, Jude. I haven't missed Notre Dame game probably since 1995. That's it. dedication, man. Goddamn right. Hey, I went to I went to every single home game that year. Ooh. Well, I mean, you had to. <laughs> I mean, that was well. The, I didn't was, have to. I did I didn't have to that. I did go to the Duke game that year, but I wouldn't. That was a that, God. That game was. It wasn't the coldest game I've ever been to, but I think it's the coldest I ever felt at a game. It was. Pretty, uh, I was pretty I, excited when Zim, when Zimmy started playing quarterback. Up. I think Syracuse the following year is more frigid for me. Was but. that the Was that the year? Was that the Subway Domer year? Yeah. Is is yeah, it oh when, yeah. you, when you start your venture? Whenever you start a new venture, Notre Dame <laughs> crashes into the sea, right? Yeah, I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to think what I started this year, but I guess it was a it was just a, I got a nice raise for the first time in well, the year. Notre Dame didn't crash into the sea this year. It's when you take the SB Nation, uh, SB Nation New Orleans Saints gig next year that they really crash into the sea. I'll tell you what, they offer that gig, I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't understand why, go look at the Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> Those things don't get tweeted out very often uh, by me, but uh, – uh, I am a New Orleans Saints fan now, and I have a certain reporter that I'm going to follow. Excellent, excellent reporting. Um, did you have any? Did you have any like large other than the fact that TCU? Hey, hey Troy Pye Junior. retweeted it or liked it or <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. Other than the fact that the Georgia dynasty is built on broken receivers, is there anything that? Uh, <laughs> that I was just talking. I was just talking to a guy at a gas station today about that. And, uh, you know, we were both, you know, giving our props to Georgia. You know, they're the Kings of college football. Uh, he owns the, the gas station deli here. Obvious, in town. Oh, obviously Ohio state fan, right? Oh, obvious. obviously. Yeah, his, their family's had season tickets forever. Um, but the, you know, we have, we have great college football, uh, conversations at like six o'clock in the mo- morning when I stop in. Uh, but today I was in there and, you know, we were giving our props to Georgia and he never brought it up. And, you know, he's like, yep, new dynasty. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, it wasn't for James. <laughs> and he just, he just, you know, he was, I think he was just waiting for me to like give him that. And then he just went off. You and know, Marvin beautiful. Harrison Jr. doesn't get hurt in that game. And James, and you I know, mean, what's, dude, it's, it's a double Buckeye ring, you know, there with two of those wide receivers. Just FYI, Jameson Williams, uh, but it's not, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not wrong. I mean, it's absolutely right. If those two wide receivers were healthy, like the Alabama dynasty is built on the, the back of Greg, uh, not Greg McElroy, but of well, Colt McCoy getting great, injured. Colt what McCoy was getting was how angry. What was great was how angry he got right off the bat too. Like we barely, we just got on. Uh, the receivers going down, and then it was like, "Have you? Did you see Georgia's schedule for next year?" I'm like, "Oh, buddy, have I?" <laughs> and I, I damn near listed off the entire schedule. <laughs> yeah, so. I. So, I, and their their schedule, Michigan schedule too. Um, I, I, yeah, there's 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 some cupcakes lined up for teams that made the playoffs. Um, yeah, I oh, don't want to say TCU's got cupcakes lined up. They got to play Colorado to start the season, Josh. Oh man, Coach Prime, and I bet that offensive line is just fucking full of fucking star power. 
have you as, seen the have you seen the the too early top 25 polls that came out everybody's kind of slotted Notre Dame into like 11 to to 15 because they refused to put Notre Dame in the top 10 but there's there's people that are insistently putting TCU above Notre Dame despite the fact that every good player on TCU's roster is gone right. it's infinitely hilarious uh, yeah I yeah I mean I did take a, qu- a quick gander at those uh, I didn't I don't really care either i mean they're, they're nonsense transfer i mean transfer season's not even over yet so i uh, you mean you're gonna have to put out a new um top 25 on the 17th right? listen listen those those rankings and jude i know you'll back me up on this those fucking rankings they put out those two earlys they'll redo them after spring games and yeah. act, actually act like spring games are fucking worth anything at all yeah exactly like, like notre dame dropped after the spring game now Maybe rightfully so, but to use that as like the criteria of why is just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you were just making things up at this point. The two earlies is, is literally just because the, um, the editors want those clicks. I mean, it's just, oh, it's yeah. not based on anything. Everyone's still, you know, yeah, everyone's still looking for and college football news. The overreactions of the spring games are even more hilarious, you know? Josh, if I wrote a too early top 25 college football poll article and put it on the site, uh, how many things, how many clicks do you think I could get if I just made it as trolly as absolutely possible? Uh, probably quite a bit because I could probably sell it uh, as legit. Um, so, I mean, so do it. And only our podcast listeners will be in on the joke. Uh, and I, I grant I grant authority to any podcast listener to jump in the comments of that post and uh, and play the role, play play it up. I, tomorrow I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write a top twenty five poll, and it's going to be like um, the Andy Staples ass poll, if, right? If if Colorado isn't top five in your poll, then you're not. Oh, Colorado is going to be on my poll. They're going to be in my top twenty five. They they got to at least be number two, right? Like um, Georgia, Colorado. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm no, gonna no, have to no, look no, at no, 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 Alabama, Colorado, Ohio State, Georgia. Right, right, right. And then we'll slot Notre Dame at five because I don't want to be, be come in as biased, uh, <laughs> right? But Georgia's not gonna be number one because um, I'm gonna look at their schedule. And I'm gonna be like, you know, how healthy are the receivers? How healthy are the receivers of the teams that they're playing? <laughs> So, yeah, I'll put together I'll put together a top twenty five list. We'll we'll see how I'm it game. goes. I'm game. We'll see how it I'm goes. Uh, so speaking of rankings, uh, and before we get over to that, congratulations, Georgia. You were the kings of college football. Hooray to you! Uh, play Alabama once in the regular season more now than once every like eleven years. Once every eleven years, that's awesome. Your eight conference games. Speaking of rankings, Notre Dame finished the season ranked number 18th in both the AP and the coaches poll, which was a big lot. I took a big L uh, there uh, because, you know, my whole thing is finishing top five. What's he, what's that's out of the ring. Got to finish top 10, top 15, you know, and then after that, it's just be named. So Notre Dame was named. They were an 18th. Um, interesting stuff across the board. Uh, we look, I put in the out article, about the coaches poll because we get to see, we get to, we get to criticize the AP writers all season long um, for their, 
for their ballots, and we do. Uh, but you only get one time, one shot at the coaches uh, when they when their final ballots are are published, uh, and we got those. And that the coaches' ballots is something else. Um, coaches slash SID slash uh, whoever's writing this thing up and turning it in slash thing. Um, fucking fuck Troy Calhoun. Uh, yeah. Troops hate us. Uh, troops hate us. Apparently um, he is the Nathan Baird of, uh, of coaches. Yeah. Uh, if yeah, you're not that's... aware, Nathan Baird of cleveland.com, uh, put together the worst eight people. And, uh, Troy Calhoun decided he was like, hold up, hold up, pull my beer before I, uh, land this one on the carrier. But, but those troops may hate us, but there's a different sets of troops that love us. Yes. Joe Moorhead. Uh, Joe Moorhead sure does love. Uh, had Notre Dame had Notre Dame ranked number eight in the country. Uh, so, like one branch of the you know one branch of the military doesn't like you, you just go over to the next. So fuck Navy, fuck Air Force, go West Point forever. If you fly, basically, if your branch of the military flies planes, you can fuck right off because well, you Army like the flies, boys Army's on the got ground. Planes. No, Army's got Army doesn't got planes. They got choppers. No, it's Air Force has got planes and Navy's got the planes on boats. You know, one one's got Tom Cruise and uh, one's got um, I don't no, know who we got. John we got Glenn. fucking Ra- no, we got fucking Rambo. Yeah, we got Rambo. I mean, our I always like we. I mean, we're a we podcast got the that believes we are a podcast that believes that Army is the true rival and Navy's just sort of like <laughs> you know the stepsister. There's the mutual respect, Joe Moore. There's the mutual mutual respect. I mean, Notre Dame's legend isn't based upon playing Navy. Notre Dame's legend is based upon the four horsemen playing Army. There it is. There it is. We wouldn't be and Notre Joe Dame Moorhead without Army. Understand, yeah, Joe Moorhead understands the true relationship. And you know what? We Like real friends, like real male friends, we don't need to – talk to each other every single day for that friendship to exist. We no, we could go 10 years and then just like ten meet years. up. Didn't miss a beat. Didn't even miss Didn't a beat. Miss a fucking beat. And Navy is like that nagging, that nagging friend that you're just like, whatever, uh, I have to put the just, work in for you, but you're not my real friend. My like real my friend, like my mom, my mom is making you hang out, making us hang yeah. out right now. I'm only, I'm only over here. Cause my mom told me I had to be here. Yeah, Navy's basic. Navy's basically like you know the 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 brother that shows up with your friend, right? <laughs> yeah, I get that's spot on. You, Joe spot on. I mean, he put he put Notre Dame above Utah, <laughs> USC, Washington, uh, rightfully Clemson, LSU for sure. Tulane, he put he put Tulane one, two, three, four, five, six spots behind USC. <laughs> Warhead, you are a treasure. Oh, God bless him. God bless how about him. The, how about there was five coaches that ranked uh, TCU outside the top five? And As they should have. Those? There's and, a, and one of those was our head coach. Because he's As right. he should have. And yeah. I, I, do, I, I do love that, that Freeman put uh, Ohio State at number two uh, because the man's fucking loyal, man. That's his. Well, that's, and he's right. <laughs> he is. He is probably right. But I mean, that's his school. Put him number two. That, good, good for you. That look, he, the p- examples that we are saying right now are way better than Notre Dame's beat or any bullshit we get on the AP poll. Uh, but uh, God, there was some. Oh, Narduzzi, 
Breaking Pitta had another name. Pitta Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Like we would, like we would have wiped our asses with Pitt. Like we wouldn't have wiped our asses with Pitt this year. I don't give a shit Pitt, what was going on with us. Pitt was awful. Yeah. I Pitt, just, get at least he put Notre Dame above North Carolina. You know, at, at least you did that. At least you just is solid with that. I what was also solid was Mike Elko. Yeah. Besides Joe Moorhead, the highest the highest rankings in the poll were Freeman and Mike Elko had Notre Dame um, at 15. Yeah. So hats on. I don't know, man. I mean, Mike Elko pissed off a lot of people by leaving, but he's got a lot of believers <laughs> back in him before this poll. I was looking at him like, hmm, I wonder if Mike Elko's lining up for whenever Freeman takes over in Columbus uh, in the next decade. Uh, are, are, I, I mean, decade might be kind of quick. I, I and, hey, and Freeman had Duke ranked number 25. I don't think yeah. the uh, I don't think the collective fan base is that mad at Mike Elko, right? No, I don't think anybody's no. mad at Mike Elko. You, I mean, I think when, mm, when that when that happened, he was. knew the bag was in like he, like the money was as such that you couldn't it was, fall. It wasn't the money; it was the way Elko went about going back and forth. Like oh, we understand. Yeah, man. I mean, I, that's what pissed a lot of people off. Anyone who's ever been wanted by two people simultaneously, it's yeah. like a, it was almost like a car. Yeah, um, it is what car, right? Instead of going down, though, you're going up, right? right? Totally. And I and I'm with you on that one. I'm just saying the the fan base though was a little eh about it. Yeah, um, it, it brought us Marcus Freeman. So, uh, but I was look, Michigan being at number two in the poll is not fun. Anybody no, that ranked Michigan? I mean, like I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand that. So, so Will Hall uh, covers Southern Miss is the only coach or, or coach, the coach of Southern Miss uh, is the only one to to rank Michigan number two. Um, Must have got paid off. I don't know, but. Um, I don't know. It's just, we're all in agreement, though, that and, and this is our first chat post. I mean, we're all in agreement. There is it is absurd that TCU is ranked number two, right? If Notre Dame can get yes. knocked down a peg in 2012, if Notre Dame can get kicked out of the top four in 2018 and 2020, why on God's green earth? Is anyone saying that TCU is the second best team in America? The and only, they moved up. They moved up in these rankings. The only conceivable answer, up. the only answer that makes any sense is Ohio State number two. That is the only answer that makes sense. I understand that Michigan won the head to head. I understand that. But the totality of the season, if you are looking at the season as a whole, both teams had a singular or well, I mean, Ohio State had two losses, but look at who each team actually beat. Both teams beat Penn State. Ohio State beat Notre Dame. Ohio State played Georgia closer than any team in college football. And Michigan Close lost to Missouri. a team in <laughs> in Michigan lost to a team that lost to Georgia by over 50 points. Absolutely. I mean, it's just if this was Notre Dame, if that happened to Notre Dame, we'd be lucky if we were ranked eighth. No, I mean, <clears throat> this is there'd, not, be discuss, there'd be discussion that Notre Dame shouldn't be allowed in the playoff ever again. Oh, Lifetime. that's that's like TCU gets a fucking pass 
Like for some, I like people are just saying it was an awful game and they're pissed about having to watch a watch a blowout. But there are there aren't a whole lot of people out there besides Notre Dame fans uh, trying to start some shit talking about TCU not you know don't you can't invite them back because they got blown out. It so was, and look, it was the worst another, performance by any team in any bowl game that I've ever seen. But, other than but I'm glad you brought playing. up. I'm glad you brought up 18 and 20. Because in both those fucking years that Notre Dame got blown out in the semis, the team that blew them out won the national out. championship by more points than they beat fucking Notre Dame. It wasn't even a blowout. It wasn't even a blowout. You, like you that, know what I'm saying, though. It's like yeah, it, I know what you're saying. It like, but they got kicked out blowout. of the top four for that. They got kicked yeah, out. Of the top that wasn't four a blowout. This was a blowout. This was the most egregiously bad football game ever played in the bowl season out. This was LSU playing the skeleton squad of a, this is Notre Dame versus Bowling Green. This is Notre Dame versus Bowling Green, but this is LSU playing a coachless quarterbackless defensive lineless, everything gone Purdue team this year. And this was the score. And this was Georgia playing TCU minus just, you know, their, their leading rusher, but they had their, First round, air quotes, wide receiver. They had their, their Heisman, their Heisman uh, finalist, their Heisman quarterback. finalist quarterback. The whole defense was intact, and you lost the game sixty-five to seven, and it wasn't remotely competitive outside of the first five minutes of the football game. It was embarrassing, and I don't think enough people are are mentioning the fact that TCU and the Sunny Dykes laid the biggest egg in college football history. Unless you want to count the week before when Michigan laid an egg against this same trash TCU team. It should have been Michigan that was lining up to the slaughter, not TCU, right? I I, I don't understand how this TCU team played for the national title despite losing their conference title game. And then, you know, Michigan shitting the bed is the only way that they're able to play for the game. Guys, Why doesn't Notre Dame get to play this? We can't. Brendan, Brendan, Brendan. Brendan. Yeah. Notre Dame lost to Clemson in the ACC championship game and then went on to win its first playoff game against Alabama. You would have never said, I don't know how this. this No, because they beat Alabama because they beat Alabama. Okay, so TCU beat Michigan. But it's a trap. That's why I'm saying that Michigan can say whatever you want. But that's why I'm saying Michigan laid an egg. This is this is what you can say, right? TCU beat the 19th ranked, 8th ranked, 17th ranked, 18th ranked, and 2nd ranked team in in the the country, right? Now, you can say, oh, those teams are no good or whatever, but look at Notre Dame in 2012, being the 10th, the 18th, the 17th, the 8th, and that's it, right? And those teams, and you can say, oh, well, Oklahoma didn't deserve to be ranked, okay, Uh, and, you know, against TCU this year. Um, well, Michigan state didn't deserve to be ranked against Notre Dame in, in 2012, right? Like it's not, it's, I, I agree fundamentally that TCU didn't deserve its second ranking and they deserve to move down, but I don't, I don't believe that not that they didn't have an impressive body of work and that their season on the whole was more impressive than Notre Dame's in 2012. Uh, Notre Dame Notre lost Dame's, game of Notre Dame's, that Notre Dame's. One of the two games of was significantly better than TCU's 2022 season because Notre Dame didn't have a blemish. Granted, well, they also, well, also Notre Dame also won the national championship in 2012. They did, uh, in fact, do that. Um, fact, if we're gonna go by, if we're gonna go by, so their body of work was good. Their body of work was good for a national champion. 
If you're going to go by the 19, what was it, 1980 uh, Alabama SID? When when did the Alabama SID decide to just start awarding? Whenever National Bear Bryant died, and I think that's what it was the it was the funeral present. I thought it was eighty. I thought it was like eighty three, eighty four, or something. Yeah, like that. they were just like, you know what? We're just gonna start handing like Bear Bryant died, and he had two national titles. Guys, bef- and then before in we his grave, far- they gave him another two. Hold on, we fucked up. We we fucked up so bad. Like before we go any farther, uh, we we fucked up. What did we do? Just keep in mind that everything I said about Army is still true. It's still true. Appalachian State is what you're you're thinking. Uh, Akron. Joe Moore oh, had uh, head coach of Akron uh, in the back, which how the not fuck Jeff Monk. We get how did we get this wrong? I was uh, going off you with Joe Moorhead. It, it's a JM. It's a JM name. Joe Moorhead, Jeff Munkin. All right. Yeah. I just. I caught that. Uh, and by the way, uh, in the footnotes of his Wikipedia article, uh, there's a Tyler Horka uh, when he wrote for the Clarion Ledger. Just fun little fact there. Um, <laughs> Akron, who went two and ten this season. Jeff Munkin uh, had their name uh, seventeen. He had, uh, but, he had him eighteen. But I mean, it, the fuck that you remember though. Joe Moorhead was also someone who was talked about uh, being the offensive coordinator Nerd. that Notre Dame passed on, or he passed on us. Uh, and then we got Tommy Rees and he, he was out in Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's the head coach of a two and 10 Akron team. So whatever. Uh, I needed to point that out. I couldn't let us go any farther. Cause uh, a head coach of a, well, hold on a second. Head coach of a two and 10 Akron team. That sounds a real, like a real Faustian bargain. That bounces off you like rubber. <laughs> I do love the fact that Tim Lester got to vote, even though he's not the coach of Western. That's good. That's good times. Well, somebody in the office got the facts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wonder, I wonder if uh, Lance, his, name, Lance his name's Taylor attached to it. it. His name's attached to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So the rankings are the rankings. Notre Dame's fin- <clears throat> finish outside the top 15. So next season when Notre Dame starts, I, I mean, I, I we'll see what Phil still says, who's still accurate as shit when it comes to predicting the AP. I think Notre Dame probably starts 11. Yeah, 11-12. Um, so you're not going to They don't get very, like to put Notre Dame top 10. You're not going to get very many cat calls about him being overrated, but there will be some. Um, and they'll have this season, definitely, as Notre Dame started out ranked fifth in the country. You finish 18. Uh, a net 13 rank loss is not terrible. I mean, it's not it's not good, but it's not like it's not it's not atrocious, you know. I mean, if you start fifth and end up eighteen, it was a it wasn't a good year, but it wasn't terrible. Um, and you say they're overrated, be like, all right, well, you're there's whatever, whatever. First year head coach, quarterback goes down, second game, yada 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 yada. But you know, we did have that, you know, when Notre Dame was ranked fifth, and everyone's saying Notre Dame's always overrated. You did have a little bit of ammo. Uh, over the years saying, actually, no, they've been rated, you know, pretty much spot on uh, for the last five, six years. But uh, this one definitely uh, will not be. Uh, so anyways, uh, moving on. It is the end of the season. And as many of you know, we do a um, a prop bet episode. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like we did it early, like in July. This this year, uh, I, I, mean, I want to make sure everybody, I, I make sure everybody knows 
Well, let me how, pull the receipts. How, how many days it was before the season even started? It yeah. was August. <laughs> August 27th is when we got in it. No way was it that long. August 22nd. Or August 27th. Yeah, August 27th. Because uh, I'm looking at the edits on the Google Doc, and I'm making edits at like 12.30 a.m., and that sounds you, like loss. You went back in and changed something. I'm, I, I, you I can go into the Google Doc, I, and you can see it yourself. I'm looking at it right now. I'm I, looking I, at me I, making I, edits at like 12.20, 12.22. That's what time we're podcasting in the morning. Well, I, understand, I understand, but you could have been like editing on another podcast episode. I'm going to go no. back and look at the – the podcast themselves. I built this was. on the twenty. I built this on the twenty fourth. You can see that I created it on the twenty fourth, and uh, the twenty fourth of twenty twenty. Oh no, that's twenty twenty. Hold up, I'm looking at twenty twenty. Yeah. All right, hold up. Uh, we did it in July of twenty twenty one, and then I yeah, updated we- it in July twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. Okay. All right. Also at 12. Joshua is vindicated. Vindication. Vindication. I love that show. You are six days vindicated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyways, I just want to make sure everyone knows this was a, this was a long time before the season started that we predicted these prop bets because without looking, uh, we did terribly. No, 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 no. We actually no, we did terrible. No, we did not. We All right. Well, well, let's let, let's. Jude and I, you did terribly. Jude Fuck I, off, Javon, Javon McKinley forever. All right, let's let's uh, let's tear off the band aid. Let's get right into it, Brendan. Go ahead. All right. So so question was asked: Who leads Notre Dame in receiving yards from the wide receiver position? We were all wrong. Uh, Josh was right going into the bowl game when he said Lorenzo Styles. Jude and I said Brain Lindsay. Uh, Post bowl game, uh, Thomas. Jaden Thomas, three sixty one. It's um, crazy, and it's crazy that Styles. Like, think about that. He choked it out. Into yeah. the going into the bowl game, Lorenzo Styles was the leading wide receiver. How the yeah. fuck is that even possible? You know, and and we're talking about three sixty one. Like, did he even catch a ball the last six games of the season? I mean, if he did, it, it, I mean, he caught, no, no, it hit his hands, but he didn't catch it. I mean, that's just, it's incredible. Um, so the question was asked, who leads Notre Dame in rushing yards? Josh said, his boy, Audrey asked me. Jude said, um, Diggs, and I said, Buckner. Oof. You know, Buckner probably might have ended up leading the team in rushing yards. Uh, mm. uh, but estimate finished with 920. And it's a damn shame they didn't end up giving him enough carries to get to a thousand. He uh, yeah, he, he should have he averaged about three three to four more carries a game. Yeah, I mean, he was a six-yard per carry guy. And Yeah, we, I mean, I mean, what, four, four carries is what? Almost 50 a game would have been almost 50 more carries than what he had? Yeah. He, averaged, he averaged six yards a carry? Six yards. Now would have done it. So, next, so another 300 yards? Yeah. Um. Who scores the first touchdown of the season? Josh said Chris Tyree. Nope. Jude said Michael Mayer. That's a big nope. And I said Audrick Estime. And you know who finished with the most uh, the first touchdown against Ohio State? The boy Audrick Estime. Wow. Uh, who leads the team in touchdowns? Jude and Josh. 
both erroneously put Chris Tyree and I correctly put Audrey Castame. <laughs> I had regret so much. Nine nine rushing and two receiving touchdowns beating I, I, I think Audrey Estime and Lorenzo Styles wrecked 98% of what I thought the offense was going to do. Um, Braden Lindsay, I was a little uncertain about, but, um, I, I, I just, th- I thought Chris Tyree between the rushing yards and the receiving yards was going to be a significant threat going to the season. And I, he was not. I find very, very few people would have argued with me on that, on that point. Uh, and that, 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 that doesn't, that wasn't the case. <laughs> um, the next one, uh, we were all brutally wrong. Um, and I think just sort of Notre Dame fans as just kind of a whole were very wrong. And I think the way that they look at this kid is very wrong. And it was uh, who leads the team in tackles. And the answer is J.D. Bertrand for a second year in a row. Um, Josh said Bo Bauer got hurt. Um Jude said Maris Leofau, and I said um, Jack Kaiser. Um, at what point do we as a fan base accept J.D. Bertrand? He's going to be back uh, next year, right? It never. should have been. I mean, the answer is never. But it should have been uh, la- you know, last week. Ask, I mean, ask Joshua. Like, ask, ask Joshua how he feels about Houston Griffith being the the uh, all time leader in most games played for Notre Dame. It's <laughs> fucking. It's listen. That's a goddamn joke. They didn't re- they didn't revoke some fucking game NCAA style that because that He's belongs basically to Kirk Basically the Cal Ripken of Notre Dame is what you're Just because he stepped on the fucking field. He's that like record Cal belongs Ripken. to Kurt. That belongs to Kurt Heinish. That belongs to Kurt Heinish. This is bullshit. Uh, bullshit. Just because you have knack of He's like Littlefinger from fucking Game of Thrones. He just had a hey, knack of sticking around. Don't throw me and Chip Patterson under a bus like that. <laughs> Yeah, the triplets. Uh, who leads the team in sacks? We all got it right. It was Isaiah Foskey. There was no real. This one Andy, is hilarious. Andy had the a much better one, season. Hold, hold on. I would, Foskey ended up having a much better season than the yeah. three of us were really giving him credit. Like, halfway through the season, I thought he was week a four, week, week four, week five, we were all like. Yeah, halfway through the season. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he, no, he ended up. He ended up uh, kind of turning it around for himself and, and played really well. Yeah, he might be a first-round pick. Who knows? Um, the next one I love. This is my favorite one of the whole thing because I ended up nailing it. Uh, who scores more rushing touchdowns, Tyler Buckner or Chris Tyree? And the answer is Tyler Buckner, who had five. Because <laughs> he got two in the bowl game. It's fucking terrible. He played three games and he had more. And That's Jude, awful. No, but here's the thing, Josh. You picked you picked Buckner. Jude picked Tyree, and I picked Buckner as well. But it's just the shittiest fucking way to win. It is so <laughs> shitty. Like that's that's how. Again, my reaction to that is because of how wrong I was about what Tyree like, would be. About what Tyree would be this season, yes. Like it, and you had most, thought that Buckner – the only reason Buckner – you thought Buckner was going to play the whole season. And Buckner played the whole season. He probably would have had like, I don't know, nine, ten touchdowns, right? Probably more than that. He probably, probably would have had like 12, probably, oh, sure. 12 to 15. 
Yeah, probably. He, he would have had a Wimbush-esque uh, number right there. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. He would have, hey, his Brent, yards may not have been been uh, up there with Wimbush, but it, the touchdowns I mean, definitely probably Brendan, would have been up there. Yeah, I would yeah. like to. I would like to make a motion that we only count the uh, the Chris Tyree touchdowns and not count the the Tyler Buckner touchdowns when when tabulate when determining the winner of this. Uh, of this certain one. I, I think if you only look at the Tyree touchdowns, I think you'll, <laughs> it's clear that see that I, I won this. I um, think you're probably right. <laughs> and I'll take that into consideration. I appreciate but I'll it. Move, Thank you. I'll move on to the next one, uh, which you and me are right on. And that's who finishes with more catches, Avery Davis or Dion Colsey. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that, and Josh that's picked brutal. Avery Davis, which he is, would. um, he, he probably would have. <laughs> And then you and I picked a Deion Colsey, which is basically like a consolation prize. But at least the, the but a good consolation prize is that Deion Colsey got better throughout the season. We're now we're going into the spring with uh, okay, maybe much De- better, uh, maybe he can much play. better. Yeah, and and you know Deion probably got stunted a little bit by um, the uh, the, the limitations yeah. of the quarterback. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. All right, so who ends up joining the list of Notre Dame villains by seats and sends? It was not George Takis, which is what jo- Josh picked. Mm. It was not Jordan Shipley, which was what uh, Jude picked. Uh, I picked Caleb Williams. Who would you say is a villain, boys? First of all, <laughs> it's Will Shipley. Will uh, Shipley, yeah. uh, not Jordan Shipley. Yeah, not the former uh, 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 Texas. No. Uh, Will, Ship- Will Shipley, who Tim Priester believes – won the Olympics in the hundred meter dash. <laughs> Every time they talk about Shipley, he brings up his speed. And I, do you see a speed back out of Shipley? Have you no. ever seen? I see a speed back. A, I see He's a, a good try hard. Back. I see, I see a try hard first cut. Good running back. Like he tries really like he's a, Speed's he not, tries really hard. It's like somebody can see them play after their high school highlights. He looked really fast in high school, but in college he has not. He has not, not looked the last two years like a, like a burning yeah. back. We got two. But years every time, there. every time his name gets brought up, uh, <laughs> Priester Wall always talk about his speed. I'm just like, man, I am not. And I had to go back. I honestly, God did. The last time I heard him say it, I went back on YouTube just to go watch some Will Shippey highlights to see am I fucking absolutely wrong on this? And I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> it's not a burner, man. Uh, good running back. The biggest but, villain. The biggest villain is Neil Polish Williams, right? Absolutely. Oh, of, yeah. of anybody Notre Dame played, the biggest villain is is Neil Polish Williams. Like the, he was the one player, the singular player that. I mean, I mean, he beat Notre Dame. And he was a dick about it. And yeah, he was a super which, dick about it. Which I can appreciate because I like a good villain. Yeah, like a good villain, but that he, especially in this series. Look, it's another monkey paw thing for me, right? What do what do I bitch about sometimes? Every every once in a while about SC, get fucking better so you can so the game can mean something, right? Be good so the game can mean something. Well, they they got got better, game meant something, and we lost. Um, Did they get better? I don't know. Notre Dame just played shitty. Well, they definitely got they got average enough to 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 beat Notre Dame. Yeah, they're definitely better than what they what they had been. Um, they still got people Utah twice and Tulane in a bowl game. And but, he lost to Tulane. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, he's definitely a villain, and I am super. Listen, Irish fans, 
don't be don't be cool. Be the biggest dick you've ever be an eighties villain yourself next it's season when SD comes down. A bunch of Absolutely. transfers. They got Anthony Lucas. Absolutely. They got the kid from, Purdue. Like the kid from Purdue that Josh was the Josh was slobbering over in the DMs. Did not slobber over him. I just said, what do we think of this? I didn't know a whole lot about him. I thought maybe Greg had already done a little bit of film work on him. So I was like, hey, what do we think of the Sullivan guy? Josh was really excited about him. Sullivan. His last name was Sullivan, and he was, comes from his college in Indiana. <laughs> I just, I, and we need a, we need a defensive lineman. I thought, hey, is this a possibility? Nobody was slobbering. All right. All right. Um, so the next question was, who scores the most points against Notre Dame? Um, Josh said, maybe no. Jude said UNLV, and I also said UNLV, which Jude and I look like – I mean, all three of us look like goobers. Fucking idiots. We're goobers. Um, It was not (laughs) – Who who did score the most points on Notre Dame? Uh, USC and South Carolina both scored 38. How many did North Carolina score? Oh, God, what was the score? What was the score of that game? They get – they scored 24? North Carolina? No, they scored more than that. Um, they scored 32. It was yeah, 45. Oh, 32. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. South Carolina in, in, in the two USC scored the most at 38. So we were wrong. Um, who scores? Oh, no, no, no. That was uh, who's, who does Notre Dame score the most points against? And Josh said Navy. Jude said, oh. I said, you know, sorry. And the correct answer was, um, in fact, uh, we put 45 up against, uh, both North Carolina, North and South Carolina, Carolina, South Carolina, yeah. uh, the Carolinas. So Carolina. the Carolinas. Yeah, yeah. 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 And the next one is who scores the most points against Notre Dame. Josh said Clemson. Jude said Ohio state, like an idiot. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> And I said BYU like an even bigger idiot for one fewer point. Uh, and the correct answer was uh, USC. Whether oh, yeah. which USC is, take your pick. Uh, so Jude and I were idiots. The only bigger idiot was Josh, who said Clemson like a fucking dunce because he's fourteen. <laughs> Uh, oh, boy, we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at no point did I use that prediction and say, Will Shipley's a fast running <laughs> You did not. Uh, which is more, Tyler Buckner, 30-yard completions, or Tyler Buckner, 20-yard carries? The answer was... Oh, shit. <laughs> um, and we Josh all- and I had completions. Jude had yeah. carries. Uh, which is more, 30-yard passes allowed... Or 30-yard passes made, <laughs> and it was made, uh, which is kind of surprising, right? Uh, we had more well, I mean, made than allowed? That is surprising. Yeah, that is surprising, right? Yes, and not for the reasons that would be normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a little shocking. Um well, Catch and run, well, baby. I'm glad it wasn't run. <laughs> 30 yard Benjamin, runs. Benjamin Morrison's a real thing. Um, games that the Irish score 40 plus points or give up 20 plus. Uh, 
Josh and Jude said 20 plus. I said 40 plus. I'm the big idiot because it was 20 plus. Uh, here's that the one scores. where here's the one where Jude gets to to laugh all the way to the bank before we get to Jude hour because Jude I'm I'm dunk, I was dunking on you because we're getting to Jude hour in a minute here. All right. Uh, you look like the genius. Um, Brandon Joseph interceptions or Kyle Hamilton career interceptions. Bum bum bum. Um. Jude's a Greg. <laughs> Uh, which is more? This is fun. Which is more? Passing touchdowns or rushing touchdowns? Which one was more? Can you guys pick right now? Neither of you are on the Google Doc. I'm looking at it. Neither of you are on it. Which is more? Passing or rushing touchdowns? Which is more? Passing. I think Jude. it's rushing. 25 and 25. Oh, trick question. We had a push. Oh, my God. Right? That's fun. That's about, Hey, that's that Charlie Weiss balance we're looking for. Uh, so over under points per game, 38.4. Um, one person was an idiot. And it was me. And I said <laughs> over and now we're in Jude time. This is where Jude's pragmatic, uh, approach to, to picks, uh, really separated it. Um, over under points per game allowed 18.3. Josh and I said under Jude said over. Uh, over under Tyler Buckner touchdown interception ratio oh. three to one. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> Josh went over Jude Knight under. Does anyone know what that number was? It was three to five because he did three touchdowns. Five interceptions. Oh, oh my God. Uh, over under 500 yard rushers, 3.5. We all sat under. Uh, the number was two. You know, if Chris Tyree was, ha- you know, I-, I don't know. I feel like we could have hit the four with a high, with a healthy well, even, Buckner. Yeah, four was always going to be a stretch, but three was it definitely was be doable. Three was doable. I should have said two point five, and if it was two point five, it would have been over, uh, or it would have been under still. But yeah, but the line, you know, yeah, line should have been two point five. Buckner seems it was basically like saying could estimate Diggs and Tyree all go for over five hundred because the assumption was, you know, Buckner was going to get five. Well, and it was like we were, you know, you're talking three headed monster and all this other shit. Right. Yeah. And, and listen, I want to say real quick too, uh, the fucking Rose Bowl insulted me more than anything this season. More than anything, Penn State's rolling out the T formation. Utah's rolling out the fucking Maryland eye. And I'm sitting at home with my thumb up my ass, wondering why Tommy Rees doesn't have the balls to pull out something that, oh, that tough. And, you know, I sent you the, 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 the screenshot you of it oh, yeah. because I knew, I knew how upset you were going to get because I was. the yeah, entire was, internet was You were literally baiting your friend there. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I was, I, I mean, I was visibly pissed. Visibly. That should have been I, us. Shirtless and hands pounding a table is how I envisioned you. Uh, I wasn't shirtless, uh, but I was <laughs> I was going to say definitely pounding something, but uh, my poor wife. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, no, no, I, I was I was fuming pissed. Uh, I think the. 
I was I I was cussing out I this really happened. I was cussing out loud about it and said something I probably shouldn't have about Reese. And that brought in the boys wondering what the hell was going on. <laughs> so I had to like kind of sidestep that a little bit. But I but I sidestepped it and then I still explained to him why I was mad. Like this is a bunch of crap that they're running out the <laughs> So I don't know how much of the information they actually processed in their their little brains, uh, but at least I felt better talking to somebody about it. But anyways. Okay, so next one. Um, this one was a little surprising for me. Um, over under team yards per rush, and I said it at five. Um, Josh and I said over. Jude said under. And Jude was correct because it was four six two. And Audrey Estimate was five point nine zero. Logan Diggs was four nine eight. I mean They call him the Jet. <sighs> they call him the Jet. You know, Drew Pine with the, the two point three at the, is I think what set the difference. Yeah, with a healthy Tyler Buckner, I think we get there, but um, you know, if my aunt had nuts, she'd be my uncle. So. Correct. Your uh, uncle Buck. <laughs> yeah. So Jude's correct again. It's Jude is just crushing it in the over-under. He has yet to lose yet in the over-under. Um, over-under quarterbacks used, 2.5. We all said over. We all hit the over. As uh, Angeli got in a football game, as did Pine, obviously, and Buckner. Yep. No RP3, though. And uh, would would you have considered Mitchell Evans there if if uh, we yes jelly? he took I a would snap. say yes I would yeah, say I would yes. snap so. at quarterback he took a snap I at quarterback yes. count just like if we would have ran a wildcat formation that counts as a quarterback snap uh, here is the Josh baiting uh, section of the over unders uh, over under fourth down attempts twenty five point five which is sort of the the upper echelon in twenty twenty one. Uh, Josh said the over. Jude and I said the under. It was 16. So Jude is uh, Jude and I are correct. Josh is wrong. And I said over under Avery Davis pass attempts 0.5. Josh and I said the over because we thought he'd get one, but he got injured. Jude, of course, said the under. And they still didn't try out that fucking that Mitchell Evans pass. They did not. <sighs> And what are you saving for? And the one time, and then the one time that the Mitchell Evans play didn't work when it should have been a pass. Should have been, should have been the pass because we were all screaming it to begin with. Like this is the perfect opportunity. Nope, just keep running the same bullshit. It failed against USC, and they lost the game probably because of that very fact. Honestly, I mean, you guys of that very you, fact. It's a rivalry game, Tommy. You got to go balls out. Got to um, let the man throw the ball. Uh, over under receptions by the leading receiver 70, which included Michael Mayer. We all went over. Michael Mayer caught 67 because he didn't play in the bowl game. Oh, fuck. (laughs) To which point I say, um, that's a push. Uh, does the QB named starter get benched during the season? <laughs> Josh oh and I said no. Jude said yes. The answer is no. No, he got hurt. Got hurt. 
Um, Big difference. And, and, and to further prove the point, when he when he was healthy, the job will re- return to him, right? It did. It did. Yeah. It, did. it really did. It did, in fact. Uh, and, Des- hey, look, and then and Drew Pine never got pulled as a starter. He did not. That he is did. true. Drew Pine never got pulled at any point. They never went to uh, peanut butter and jelly time, um, which that meme is going to die. Because <laughs> we will – well, maybe we will. But uh, so does Tobias Merriweather's final stat line exceed Lorenzo Styles in 21, which was 24 catches, 344 Ooh. yards, one touchdown. Uh, Josh and Jude said yes. I said no. The answer is a resounding no. <coughs> uh, does Notre Dame incorporate black into their Vegas uniform? Josh and Jude said no. I said yes. They were right. I'm an idiot. I'm a doof. They went all white, uh, which is the opposite of black. Uh, so I'm dumb as shit. Uh, does Notre Dame Stadium get invaded by an opposing fan base? We all said no. It didn't, right? Clemson I, re- I, not. I, no. still re- I, I still I still remember so. that week where where everybody was they were still everyone was all nervous about Clemson invading. And Wednesday or was it even Thursday? The game wasn't even sold out. Like, well. And the other thing was, if if Clemson was going to invade the stadium, you would have known so far in advance because they would have started filling up the bars around Notre Dame, and they weren't. And that's that's what I kept telling my friends because they're like, I'm Brendan here. was shaking in his boots. I was day. shaking in my boots when I was driving in because I looked at I when when I was coming in, I saw it's just because the orange. Though I told you, I, I saw the orange when I was coming in. Um. But yeah, I mean they they did they did not um they did not end up uh there was there was no there was no post game uh karaoke going on like a la Cincinnati. No, 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 it was not it was nowhere near the same. And which is funny because um it's uh you know when you, when you think about you know, Cincinnati. And, and I remember Greg in the DMs, he's like, why doesn't Notre Dame bring their band to USC? And it's like, I think about it and I go, well, Notre, Cincinnati didn't bring their band. And Josh and I had commented this on the booth because they were smart so they could get more fans in the stadium. More right? fans. Yeah. You still, you still yeah. get those tickets. Yeah. Now I'll, uh, actually Matt green. Uh, there's a real reason why Notre Dame doesn't go out to LA, the band. There's a real reason. And it has to do with, um, USC being a bunch of dicks. I'm not, I don't, I can't remember the exact full, full story. Uh, but, uh, from what I remember from Matt, it's something to do with, with SC and then being absolute assholes, uh, to the band out there, like the university people in charge on game day and the, at, at the Coliseum. And so that, that's why that's done. Sounds plausible. I'll believe it. But that's what Notre Dame does to opposing bands now, right? They put them in well, the stands up in this up in the 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 allotted area of the fan section, and then as soon as great. that band starts to play, what does Notre Dame do? They start playing the fucking the Six Flags song, right? It's, it's 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 beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It is great. Now the, now the S the SC thing was 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 worse than being petty. It was something. It was something entirely. Um, not, not as bad as, uh, did they not let, style. Did they not let Notre Dame bring their big drum in? <laughs> <laughs> that is still, you know what? I still think that might be one of the best things over the last few years that has ever happened. 
Yeah. I mean, good. Because when's the next time Purdue's coming into town? I mean, they, they are coming back into town, but it's not. Yeah. Oh, like for sure. For sure. 20, but we just, 20, 40, 20, 30, right? Well, Jude, I mean, Jude went to school there. Like, the, pettiness is not a Notre Dame tradition. Not to right? Like, like, no. Like they, just, they, they bend over backwards to, like, to like be the group. Oh, the yes. nicest thing. Yeah. But you know, it, it's, it's funny cause the last couple of years we've, we've totally seen this, right. There was first, there was the Bevo outrage and then the drum, um, it just, you know, it's the Stanford ban has been, was been banned for, for years, but they, oh. they brought that on themselves. I mean, Bevo didn't do anything. And they're, to and the they're, banned everywhere. they're banned almost everywhere. I mean, lots of places too. Stanford banned is. Yeah. The live animals thing is pretty funny to me. So, <laughs> I mean, I would have liked Georgia to bring Naga up. Like, are they going to, are they not going to let the Air Force Falcon on the sidelines? Do they? I mean, I'm just asking it. We haven't played Air Force. Too. Can they stop him? He's coming from the sky. There's no gate. <laughs> not after the way that Troy Calhoun voted <laughs> a, in the coaches at right. the end of the year. Say no, Troy. Troy Calhoun. No Falcon, Troy. <laughs> Sorry, Troy. We saw that. A, we saw that coaches poll. We saw that Amway Absolutely. coaches poll. Troy, we know what's up. Fuck you, you, know you dumb, and, you dumb eagle. And that falcon isn't even near as cool as uh, as uh, Emu's eagle. That thing's giant, man. Giant. Anyways, yeah. Continue. Fuck you, bird. <laughs> Sorry, D. Sorry, D. Fuck birds. Go army. Love those um, troops. Love the troops, even though we accredited Joe Moorhead to. Uh... Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um. Does Notre Dame attempt an onside kick outside the final two minutes? Uh, Josh said yes. Jude and I said no. I thought for sure in the South Carolina game we were going to pull some shenanigans with it, and we did I not. Thought at some po- I thought at some point in the season, but the season was so sideways. I, I that would be a bad. That would have been a bad move in any game they played. You know, I thought so too. I thought maybe maybe if. Um, they didn't throw that pick six in the uh, Marshall game. They might have tried it, but maybe they just have been so conservative on that side of the ball. I just thought with Brian Mason. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what like one like one time it would have been it would have been called up like, hey, we're coming out of the half. Um, Let's let's do the you know do the onside after half uh, kind of thing. I thought it could have possibly been a thing in an Ohio State game or yeah yeah I thought it could have been a thing but no. Um, does a opposing head coach, and this is the best one that we did, uh, we'll call this the O'Malley special. Does an opposing head coach <laughs> noticeably whine after a game? If so, who? Josh said David Shaw, wrong. Jude yep. said um, Lincoln Riley. Uh, he won. Why is he whining? And uh, I said Ryan Day. He won. Why is he whining? The correct answer, of course, is Pat Narduzzi. <laughs> I mean, Given to us by the Navy game, right? Yeah, given to us by Tim O'Malley was the only one uh, that took it, and it was a perfect explanation. Uh, it's definitely going to be Pat Narduzzi. Don't know when, uh, but it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to happen. It's going to be Narduzzi. Um, and he's right, and he was right because Narduzzi did whine about Notre Dame, and it was after I think the Navy game. The, the, the thing is, though, like. We need to start just always like, picking our newsy. Just always. When does our newsy not whine about Notre Dame? You know, I'm going to put this on there next year, and we're all going to win when we all pick our newsy. 
just wait, just wait until you get those uh, those those co press conferences preseason with Narduzzi and and, uh, and Jerkovic. It's good. It, when they Pat were, Narduzzi, they, they both want to shit on Notre Dame because you know Jerkovic can't help himself. He just wants oh, to continue to shit on Notre Dame because to make up for you know his lack of uh, of play um, skill. I, I don't know. Pat Narduzzi has become my favorite. Like. I know we voted on villain for Caleb Williams and Pat Narduzzi already is a villain, but like Pat Narduzzi is my favorite thing about college football right now as a Notre Dame fan. I like, I just love Pat Narduzzi. Like I love what a piece of shit he is. Like he's like, such a piece of shit and I love it. But, but what's interesting is like the SEC head coaching wise might be the most entertaining, but like, ACC head coaches oh, are Brown. what are what make college football go round because they like, they never get fired right they're there for basically ever right <laughs> exactly I mean Dave Dave Dorn's another one um, Narduzzi fuck, Narduzzi uh, Mac Brown and his bullshit Brown? but Mac Brown uh, like slobbers at the knob of Notre Dame like Mac Brown I loves mean, Notre Dame Dave Clawson. Clawson's I mean, been there forever. I mean, the only reason the only reason that uh, Alcos at um, you know Duke like they didn't fire uh, what's his name? Oh, Alcos uh, just retired. Yeah, yeah, he just retired. Like it, ACC coaches get lifetime contracts, other than you know Louisville. Louisville coaches kind of like move on, but the rest of the conference is all pretty stagnant. <laughs> Satterfield has been trying to get out Louisville for the last two years as it was. Right? I mean, yeah, Scott Satterfield is just like I, I, I mean, oh, and we're we're forgetting the 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 granddaddy of them all. I mean, Dabo. Yeah, Dabo's I mean, there. Dabo I mean, loves Notre Dame. No, the you wanna, nil. You want to talk, talk about nil? I'll talk about somebody that was nail to a cross. <laughs> yeah. Except uh, Dabo is probably about as anti-Catholic as it gets. So I think losing another name hurts him more because the Pope got him. Oh, he want no. He damn, wanted pa- that, damn papists. He wanted the Notre Dame job so bad as a wide receivers coach when he was coming up. Yeah, he loves Notre Dame. Those damn papists. Um, here's one where uh, Jude was the rightest of all of the picks on the whole thing. <laughs> And I don't I think Jude it. takes enough credit for this. I don't think Jude remembers that he made this pick because uh, we did it in July. And I think that's when Jude was doing like Jude was mixing Red Bulls with with vodka. Jude, Jude was mixing something weird and was very drunk during this time. And there's nothing weird, there's his, nothing weird about that. About that. And he, he was eating chips and his his um, his lovely oh, cat, rest in peace, was still there. Just and, purring. Purring away. Purring. And this was the greatest thing that Jude's ever done because biggest trap game. Josh was a doofus and said BYU. I said Syracuse. And then I later went on to say Syracuse was the shittiest team Notre Dame played. Um, But Jude said Marshall. And Jude was absolutely correct. And I had to defend that entire notion after that game. Like Jude called it as a trap. Jude called it. Dude and I called screaming. it July and I'm screaming. This was a trap game and nobody wanted to hear it. I'm like, but yeah. seriously, this was a fucking trap game. It happened. That was a trap. And Jude was the biggest brain of the whole crew. Absolutely. 
So take your victory lap, Jude. Yeah, great. Yeah, good fucking job, Jude. (laughs) I, uh, I will pick whatever Mac T I'll pick central Michigan. Next year. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling my shot right now. Don't so. do that. Don't pick central Michigan because they're going to lose by a hondo. That's going <laughs> to, yeah, that's going to be a hard one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember Mar- Marshall's Marshall's former Mac. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if we got a Sunbelt team uh, lined up, but uh, watch out. Uh, so who surprises on Notre Dame? Josh said Zeke Corral. Jude said, Wait, no, no, no. Yeah, Jude said Tobias Merriweather, and I said Braden Lindsay. We were all wrong. Because no, I, no, 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 no. Mm, Corral had a good season. He had a good season, but did he surprise more than Jaden Thomas? The answer is Absolutely no. not. Jayden Absolutely not. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Zeke Corral was yeah, a trench star. I'm filing a grievance with the union on that one. Entrenched starter, yes, but also a guy that everyone was ready to throw under the fucking bus. And actually, the correct answer is probably fucking Josh Luck. Honestly. The correct answer might be, but which player led all receivers in receiving units? And came on, and now we're looking towards 2023 as like it's the year of Jaden Thomas. I mean, it, it was Jaden Thomas. Either way, it's not Zeke Corral. It's not Tobias Merriweather. I mean, I'll settle, I'll settle. I'm not going to go to court over it. I'll settle out of court. You will get nothing, sir. You will get nothing. Uh, I will. I will. You will be here for my lawyer. You stole busy lifting drinks. He's done. He's done with the fence. We're going to move on to this. Josh Lug probably might might be it because I mean, I expect he played really to die on the vibe. Amicable. Amicable is far and away better than I thought it was possible. I never thought that that he stand would pull Lug. Given that dynamic, yeah. But I really, I really thought we would be screaming about Lug being more of a liability. He was not throughout the season, and he was game, not game four onward. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So pick your conference championship winners: ACC, Big Twelve, SEC, Ooh. Big Ten, <laughs> Pac twelve. Uh, I didn't do so hot in this one. I'm sure. Uh, nobody did. Um. So Josh <laughs> went. Uh, Clemson. Eh. That's good. They won. Oh yeah, they did. No, they, they did. Didn't win. Did Texas I'm sorry, we win? just we 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 just trashed them so bad. I oh, forgot no. that they won. Uh, did, they were they were runners up in the ACC. I was correct. Notre Dame is the ACC champions. Brendan, yeah. what are you talking about? Uh, did Texas win the Big Twelve? No, no. Georgia <laughs> won the SEC, so you were right there. Um, did That's Ohio it. State win the Big Ten? No. My favorite one. Did USC win the big Pac-12, Josh? No. They did not. They did, they did not. So uh, you went, um, and we're just going to, I haven't tallied this one up. I'm going to decide right now. Uh, you went two for five. Josh, did, or Josh, for, here, here's Jude. Um, did, did NC State win the ACC? <laughs> <laughs> did, how many times did I pick NC State during the season saying, well, I picked NCC preseason, so I should stick with them, and then proceeded to lose said pick? Yeah, no, NC State did not win the ACC. Did Oklahoma you got, win? You got, you got tripped over by, by big game boomer, Jude. Yeah. Did did, uh, did, did Oklahoma State even show, end up with a, with a record this season? Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. 
Did Oklahoma win have a winning record this season? I don't no. Think so. no, no, no. They were six and seven. They were six and seven. No, they did not win the the Big did Twelve. Did Alabama win the SEC? No, they definitely did not win the SEC. Did Ohio State win the Big Ten? Uh, no, I do not believe that they did. But here's your saving grace. Uh, did Utah win the Pac-12? Woo-hoo-hoo! Oh, good for you, Jude. Yeah, good old one uh, out of five. Clemson. Get that back to back. I picked Clemson. Okay. Texas, woof. Uh, <laughs> Alabama uh, didn't even play in the title game. Ohio State, yikes. But I picked Utah, unlike Josh. So uh, Josh and I went to, uh, two and five. Jude, one and five. So we were 500 uh, together, right? Together, <laughs> we went 500. Good for us. Uh, pick the three Heisman finalists. Pick the three Heisman finalists to go to New York City. Uh, oh Josh said Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Will Anderson. It's not bad. Two out of three. I said, or Jude said Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Dylan Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> the, the logic made sense at the time. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Jude went two and three. Some absolute goober. Said Bryce Young, Bijan Robertson, Will Anderson, and that's me. <laughs> so I went one for three. R.I.P. and peace for those. Oh no man, and the, thing, and the thing is, if Blake Corum doesn't get hurt, he's in New York, right? Yeah, over C.J. Yeah, like this, like this is a weak ass Heisman year for sure. Like, fuck Caleb Williams. Congratulations, Caleb. Enjoy Johnny yeah, Manziel Award. Um, pick yeah, your playoff. Just, last guy standing. Pick your playoff teams, Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame, Texas was Josh. Um, uh, one out of four. Uh, Jude, Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State. Uh, two. Two out of four. And I went Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Notre Dame. Two out of four. Final tally, Josh, 12 correct. Jude, 17 correct. Brendan, 15. Jude is your 2022 preseason pod champion, Jude. Well done, Jude. Thank you. Uh, You know, this this I will do this as many years as you guys are willing to do this, because I find this exercise to be both informative and low key hilarious. Right. Um, Oh, it's the best. It's absolutely best. I love it. I love every part of it. We you, we made predictions so early that we had a question about Avery Davis. Um, <laughs> multiple Avery Davis there, answers. There were several questions that were predicated upon Tyler Buckner's performance. Sure. Um, and you know, it brings me no joy to be the Debbie Downer of this of this group. But my as as Brennan correctly noted, my pragmatic approach to the over unders is is ultimately Spot what on. led to my victory to, yep. tonight. So yep. yep. Um uh, I, I will say I, I enjoyed the fact that you just champion. Uh, how many hours did we spend debating these kind of points uh, only to be dead fucking wrong um, in all the wrong ways? I love so it. So many times. That's what make, this will make college football the best. And you and you, and you said, Josh, Josh, you, you said it right. You can see the logic in, in these picks. It's just it's just funny to see how the, the season played out. So 
drastically different from sort of how we had hyped it in our minds. Right. And, and I oh, think absolutely. And another, another thing that we do is like, you know, the, before the season started, we played show me the loss. Right. And I think <laughs> that I was the only Can't one to do it again. I was the only one to pick Ohio to lose to Ohio state. And then everyone else picked every game Notre Dame to win. Right. And so I had 11 and one, you guys had 12 and zero. Um, you know, that didn't turn out that way. <laughs> it didn't turn out that way. But then after Marshall, we were playing show me the win and it didn't turn out that way either. Right. Right. And so, um, it's just, it's, a, it's, this, it's funny the way that your perspective can, can, can bounce back like that. And I think, um, doing the, uh, the fan surveys during the year also showed you that, you know, the confidence that you have in the Notre Dame football program overall shouldn't vary that much from game to game. If you're thinking about the long-term prognosis in terms of, you know, where we're going, recruiting, um, facilities, improvements, AD coach, uh, relationship, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, Notre Dame loses a game and those numbers would tank so hard. And it was like always so funny that people were always very reactive to single losses within a, within a single season, you know? Absolutely. And look, this was the, this was the best college football season overall since 07 by far. Like take out the playoffs too. Just take that out of the, out of the equation. Were great, <clears throat> by the way. Yeah. You, yeah. Just take out the championship game. And this might, this might've been the best overall college football season in the last 25 years. It was fucking incredible. Um, so there were some really good upsets. There were some, some upstart teams, some, some other teams got back on some old villains got back on the right track. Um, you know, like Michigan, like look, fucking hate them, but you know, they're, you know, they made the goddamn playoffs SC finally, you know, finally beats Notre Dame after, after a string. Of, I mean, it, not to say that bad things are good for us, but I mean, overall the college, the college football season oh. was really, was just really, really good. And I got to, I got. I want to say this real quick because we're going to talk about transfer portal. Because oh, by the way, we haven't podcasted since Sam Hartman um, came on board. I don't believe, or did we? I mean, we've been a few. We've been we've been saying Sam Hartman's been been. I think I think name. I think we podcasted like the night or two before he could. Anyways, yeah. What, I want to say this. One of the big one of the big things being said out there in the Twitterverse and message boards and and on all the websites and all that is there's a lot of concern by fans about college football is dying, the transfer portal is ruining things, and blah 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 blah. I mean, just like all the shit that they want to point out as being bad for the for the game, the early signing period, you know, NIL stuff, guys. I think all you need to do is like take a step back or take like eight steps back from where we were before the internet and college football. We didn't know shit about shit. We didn't know which freshmen were showing up until game one. And we see a roster from you just didn't, you didn't know these things. You didn't know about all. I mean, unless you were like just an absolute sicko, you know, in, in 1994 uh, calling up Tom Lemmings 900 number, you didn't know what was going on and all the ins and outs. I mean, we were, How many we were times first, did you call that 900 number, Josh? Zero, zero. Okay. Just making sure. Uh, I, we, my dad, my, my dad did have, I was old blue, enough to call blue it and gold though. My dad did. Have I did. I had, I, my, my dad got me a subscription for blue and gold. Uh, and, and I got it for about four years. Yeah. Uh, so, 
so before we knew every in and out daily of our favorite college football programs, we didn't know dick all about what was going on. You know, people just didn't either didn't know or didn't care about when the the Southwest Conference was just dropping off Trans Ams and bags left and right. College football has survived and college football has gotten better. The, you know, all the shit's going on and everyone's fucking down. Like, look, they're still going to play the games on Saturdays. Mac will be on Tuesdays. The band's still going to show up and play the fight song. I mean, people are still going to show up and tailgate because you're not at SoFi. Thing, I mean, college football is still going to be college football. Is it going to be different? Yes. But we did that ourselves years and years ago when we decided that daily we need updates on our favorite college football program, like daily, hourly. So that's on us. Everything else is just whatever it is. It just is what it is. And to be honest with you, it, the chaos and the craziness, that's pure college football. Not having rules like everyone's pissed about the NCAA and the NIL stuff. That's fucking college football to me. Like the the, the crazy nonsense, the absolute you know, going overboard, um, you know, boosters going overboard, paying a quarterback. All this stuff is is what college football is. It's fine. Well, you saw the latest. You saw the latest with the uh, the Florida recruit, right? Thirteen million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Look, college football is going to survive. It's fine for a four-star quarterback. College football is going to be fine when you're paying a a. Well, they didn't, right? Because the, the 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 check didn't clear on the thirteen yeah. million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wants he wants out. But and, I mean, there's people people that are like they're just like I'm done with college football. This is, I, you know, I can't watch this shit and blah, blah, blah. You know, and they're, and they're talking about, like, recruiting. Like, watching a kid like Peyton Bowen go back and forth between, you know, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, and fucking Oregon and all that nonsense. All this stuff has been happening for decades, man. Decades. It's This just is what it is. It is what it is. It's it, it's the same thing. College football will be fine. Buck up. Chill out. You act like... Yeah, yeah. The, the I, one counterpoint it, to that, though. Notre Dame fans and Michigan fans are like they're one and the same in this, where there is just too many goddamn holier than thou purists that think that all these things just shouldn't be in existence. And maybe they're right, but they are in existence. You got to deal with the reality in front of you, and college football will be fine. It's not the recruiting that upsets me because the landscape certainly changes a little bit with the recruiting and it puts some some things it, – it, it puts some light into some of the darker corners of the recruiting process and it changes some of the equation for it, which is, is fine. It, you just have to adjust to that. The one thing that, that changes it maybe to what I don't like is the expanded college football playoff. I'm not sure that a 12-team college football playoff makes this sport better. In fact, I can unequivocally say that it is not going to be better and that you're going to have more cupcake schedules like a Michigan, like a Georgia. Uh, well, my counterpoint will be this. My counterpoint is going to be this, though. It doesn't. I don't think it makes college football better either, but I don't think it makes it worse, if that makes sense. Like it, it's just it's just college football. It's it's just going to be a different kind of nonsense than we had before. Is all. But I, think, I mean, I I think I, the, I am a little worried about the schedules. 
is that it, it corporate it makes it more corporate and more vanilla and more sterile, which is what which is what the national writers want because they just want a a narrative that they can sort of feed into the machine. Um, and and when it's a twelve team playoff, we're only going to get what do we hate most about college football right now? It is the over. The, the focus entirely on the college football playoff and everything in every broadcast is about playoff, 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 playoff. You can't but play I, a game. I do. I do think the, ex, the expanded playoff actually helps with the season narrative more than the four. I think for sure. I think, I think there'll be more focus on the season at hand than, than just who are the 12. Like you're, you're not going to, I don't think you're going to see like, week one top four predictions move, you know, once they hit that, which is a big plus. Um, so I, I actually think that it, it'll help the narrative focus back on the regular season more than the postseason, um, even with more invited to the party, if that makes sense. I just, I think that, I think that that shit's going to die down because they're going to focus on conferences and who's winning this because of the playoff and all that. Um, that they'll, they'll be more interested in, in, and you know who's winning the conference and all that because right now it doesn't fucking matter if you win your conference or not it just doesn't, um, which is fine. Conferences can burn it up, uh, but yeah, and I don't know. I don't, it it I I'm not look. I'm all about going back to the BCS personally, um, but uh, but you know I'm not I'm not gonna hate on a product I haven't seen yet either. Um, completely like I'm not gonna completely hate on it. I'm not really for it, but whatever. But we saw like this season again. Uh, before we quickly move on to the to the transfer portal stuff, uh, it was a great college football season. Sucked for Notre Dame, uh, you know, with our record. Uh, but at least it wasn't 07 or 16 um, or like 2011. And we won our bowl game against an SEC school. Yay for us! I mean, frankly, it was probably better than 15. It was better than, um, well, the team sure as shit wasn't better than 15. <laughs> yeah, but it was a better season than 15 because 15 ended as unceremoniously as you could possibly imagine. I would take this season over 15 all day long because they beat Clemson and then they won their bowl. True. Game. I mean, what was your favorite True. win of 15? I'll hang Temple. up and listen. Right, right. I'm like, what was your favorite win of 17, 15? I mean, the 15th season in comparison to this season was miserable I, because I was at the I was at the Temple game. That was pretty fun, but it was also nerve wracking. Your your point doesn't negate your point though. As as shitty as it was to start the way the season the way it was, and how how they much they pu- pushed us through the ringer, especially with Stanford the Stanford game. The ending was fun. I mean that that bowl game is infinitesimally rewatchable. It's just, it's, it's, you know, now that you know that they're going to win, it's a lot more fun to, uh, and credit and credit to Beamer because I mean, they, they literally pulled out all the stops. Like it was like they did everything they could. They put, pulled out every play of their playbook they had, uh, to try to beat Notre Dame. And it made it like, that was an entertaining as hell game. It just was. So yeah, I will take this season over the fifteenth season. Okay. I'll fight you for it. I'll fight. I fight anyone. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you need to. I, I. I. I think maybe I'm with you there. I just. I, mean, I am. My ass is just still chapped from Stanford game. Like I, that is. 
I can deal with losing. I I, I can deal with, I can deal with losing a trap game. I can deal with losing to your biggest rival. I can deal with losing to the, to a team of the caliber of Ohio state on the road and in in a fairly competitive game. Losing to fucking Stanford, as bad as they are, bad as they were, trophy game. That was unforgivable. Yeah, that like, that that one was the that was the only game. Like, like we talked about we talked about it throughout the season. Like, like Brian Kelly, a Brian Kelly team doesn't lose that Stanford game. No, he did, but he doesn't beat Clemson. Well, if he does, he sure is, he ain't he ain't running up that score like that. No, he's he not. That's that's I think ultimately what it boils down to is it's like if you look at the season, they probably have they they probably don't lose to Marshall either, but they probably lose another game somewhere else. They might they don't lose the well no yeah I don't know I don't know they might they might end up but they don't get that Clemson win. Yeah, which is which is great, man. We were there. Uh, it was just it was a fantastic win. Win in the wind, baby. Um, oh, did you guys know John McNulty's uh, out at BC? No, where's he going? Uh, the bread lines? Does not say. Did he part, uh, <laughs> they're, they're really going to put McNulty up on the cross for, <laughs> for their season? Uh, I didn't. He has nowhere. Uh, yeah, it's not like you get to fall back if you don't succeed at Boston College, right? Uh, well, you fall back to be an analyst with, somewhere, probably. But then, but then you end up like, uh, you know, I don't know, um, South Florida or something, right? I don't know. I just think it's funny that that's, uh, that's who they're putting up on the cross uh, over there on Chestnut Hill. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Let's get to the transfer portal. Sam Hartman, your starting quarterback for Notre Dame in 2023. It's the biggest, it's the biggest game. We talked about it in the pod. We knew it was coming. Um, so we don't need to spend a whole lot of time on it, but it is interesting to like see reaction nationally about, about Hartman coming to Notre Dame, uh, as well as like Notre Dame's own fan base. Like, there's there's plenty of people freaking out about Tyler Buckner transferring. I'm telling you right now, he's not going to fucking transfer anywhere um, until after the 2023 season. Like, where's he going to go? Like, honestly, um, I, I I don't buy any of that. Uh, but it, it is funny seeing the national guys. Like, this is a big, huge get. It's the best quarterback in the portal. And they're still kind of brushing it to the side a little bit. And you can tell that with, like, the way they're ranking Notre Dame in these two early things a little bit. Um, and just some of the general banter. Um, some people, though, are 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 being a little excited about it, saying this instantly makes Notre Dame a playoff-worthy team, which I think is up our alley. I think we – I'm not going to speak for both of you guys, but in my mind, having a quarterback of this caliber definitely helps Notre Dame, puts Notre Dame in position for a playoff run next year. Am I not crazy? So, so right? one of – you know, I listened to the, the, the cover three – you know, because they mentioned, uh, you know, me. You mean you, you mean you host the cover three? Yeah, I, yeah. But so one of the things that they they brought up, and and I think it's erroneous, is 
they say, is Sam Hartman a system quarterback because he runs the slow mesh? And the point that they they brought up is they were like a lot of his yards came because he was making reads um, from from the fact that 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 he was able to um, throw because teams you know had to had accommodate to for they had to respect the run, but also you know what the what the slow mesh did for him in order to. Um, you know, get guys open. Like, but, but what's but, what's the difference between Wake Forest and Notre Dame, though, Brendan? That's going to allow him to to still what, heal other than <laughs> the massive amount of talent. Like, how scared are you of Wake Forest running backs? Slash, how scared are you of uh, I don't know, Audric Asime? <laughs> right? I mean, it's like okay, so so have him run some play action with Audric Asime, and how much is is the fear there? Uh, Plus the offensive line. It's just a better offensive line. He's going to have time to read a defense to, to throw. I mean, it's it's like it's just straw man arguments. Like he's a good quarterback. They threw the ball downfield. Like people will people were bringing up his uh, his completion percentage. But if you look back at it, Wake Forest was a slow mesh and bomb team. Like they right. threw they threw deep a lot, and your completion percentage is not going to be sky high when you're throwing the ball, you know, 20, 30 yards, every other fucking play. It's just well, not. And I think, uh, the stats guys who were on Notre Dame, uh, who were on OF, uh, one foot down for a while, uh, they broke it down and they looked at it and they were like, his completion percentages were higher in every single aspect other than bombs than drew pine, uh, last season. And That's drew a pine had a high- right. But, 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 but I mean, it's because he threw like over 150, you know, deep throws, right? Right. Yeah. And, there, and there's a, you know, people are like, well, there's no AT Perry on an ND. No, there's a shitload of four star players there, though. There's plenty of talent there right now that just couldn't get used properly because of who was under center. Like it. Now you got a quarterback that can actually use someone and who isn't like staring down his all American tight end every time he throws a football. Every time. And there's, potentially there's plenty, I mean there's plenty if we're on the transfer portal conversation. Um, you know, if CJ Williams shows up to campus this weekend, there's a five star player showing up, right? Well, I think he was borderline five, but at any rate, uh, if he would have committed to Notre Dame, if he would have stayed and signed with Notre Dame last year, he would have been the best wide receiver, the highest rated wide receiver to sign with Notre Dame since Michael Floyd, I believe. Um, at any rate. But yeah, just real quick, just finishing up on Hartman. This is huge. This is fucking phenomenally huge. Like looking ahead to the season, like Jude, does this, when he finally, when we finally got word that it was definitely, Hartman's definitely coming. Did this change your entire outlook for what the season could can be in 23? Yes, of course. Uh, I mean, I'd much rather start with Sam Hartman as my base than um, e- e- any other transfer portal quarterback or any combination of Tyler Buckner, Steve Angeli, um, and, and again, Kenny Minchie. Yeah, and and no and no slight to, to Tyler Buckner. I think that he is. I think that, you know, I appreciate his performance during the bowl game and I appreciate, you know, sort of what he's meant to the to the the, the team or whatever. But 
Sam Hartman's a, is a dog. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna give them gravitas in a way that um, I'm just not sure that the Tyler Buckner was ever going to to get there. So um, having said that, something happens to Sam. He he unfortunately gets hurt, or um, so, you know something that causes him to miss time. Uh, you know, I, I like Tyler Buckner as a number two. I like him a lot. And, uh, I'm really happy that, that, that they went out and, you know, to play up the, the meme that the Brian, the Brenda did, they went out and got the, the best, um, the best business card out there, you know? Absolutely. And this is, I think, I think this is, this is good for Tyler Buckner in ways that he doesn't want to hear right now. Like he should not be a starting quarterback in Notre Dame right now. And this is not a knock on him, but he's just not, he wasn't ready. And even if he was going to be ready for this season, this is a, this is a guy, Sam Hartman, that is better than him. So you get another year to polish up your game. And you say in starting in 2024, you were still eligible for two more seasons. Like Tyler Buckner doesn't strike me as a guy who's like sprinting to try to get to the NFL. Like this is a guy who's probably going to use up all of his college eligibility. So you have two more years of eligibility after the season, two full years of being a starter Like you got this year to get yourself prepped and ready to go to beat out Kenny Minchie and, and uh, CJ Carr over the next two years, which I think he can do. And for Notre Dame, it's great because honestly it keeps you, it puts you back in the correct quarterback uh, cycle to have the correct quarterback progression to have like regardless of the portal now and all, all that stuff, you still are trying to get yourself set up to, to bring your quarterbacks along in a certain way. No one wants to throw a true sophomore out there as a starter. You just, you don't want to do it. If you, if you, don't, if you don't have to, and Notre Dame doesn't have to right now, <clears throat> the way it's set up is really interesting. Now, does that mean that, Everyone's going to stay. No, of course not. You know, and I'm not Kenny Mitchie hasn't even set foot uh, as a student athlete in South Bend yet, but he could be a guy maybe out, you know, in 2025, maybe he's out the door because it's Buckner. And then the next one in line for sure will be Carr, or maybe it's the inverse. I mean, who knows? But as of right now, heading into spring, you look at that, ro- look at the roster. Cause I do not believe Tyler Buckner is going anywhere um, this year. Your quarterback progression is set. It's it's healthy. It's good. And Jude brought up the, one of the best points. Your number two quarterback, that's a good, that's a guy who has time. He won you a bowl game. He has plenty of snaps uh, in his time in Notre Dame. Nothing's going to be too big for him. He started a, he started at fucking Ohio State for God's sakes. So if something happens to Hartman and you need Tyler Buckner to come in and win a win you a football game, if he doesn't throw a couple of pick six. He could do that for you. And hell, even if he does that, he can still win a football game. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, even if he does two pick sixes, he can win a football game. <laughs> uh, so unlike uh, Michigan's quarterback, he throws yeah. two pick sixes. They lose and they lose. Yeah. So, um, so that's, that's all, that's all great. Um, CJ Williams, you brought up uh, wide receiver. You see everyone's kind of expecting him to be a Notre Dame uh, this weekend. Um, and basically the word is if he shows up, he's Notre Dame's. So that's fantastic news. But we got what a, a Caleb Smith, a, a Caleb Smith 
in the uh, transfer portal from Virginia Tech. That's a great addition. Notre Dame's wide receiver room is where it should be now. If C.J. Williams commits, it's where it should be rather than, oh, my God, we are so fucked where it was last year this time when C.J. Williams decommitted and Amorian Walker decommitted. And those are two freshmen that probably were going to see the field, but your numbers were just so terrible. It's just so terrible. You, you, could, you could barely run spring practice. So now you are in a much better, much better position uh, heading into spring uh, with all your guys. And the good news is, you know, Deion Colsey um, and Jaden Thomas, and Jaden Thomas especially, have improved their game. And Lorenzo Styles, man, it could just be the yips. You know, I, the talent is still there. I have, I'm not giving up on him at all. I mean, the, just dropping a few passes doesn't you know make you want to give up on a guy that you've seen make some plays. You know, you can coach that out of him. Now you got an offseason to get that out of him. Notre Dame's wide receiver room is in much better shape. So moving forward, quarterback, wide receiver, much better shape uh, this this uh, offseason than it was last offseason, like by fucking leaps and bounds. Um, what's not in better shape is Notre Dame's defensive line. And that could be a big issue. Um, Jacob Lacey transferring early in the season. Um, and now he's, he ended up out of Oklahoma. Um, you know, Justin Amiola deciding to, to go to the, the NFL. Personally, I think that we're, we're going to get Vaughn's, uh, the kid from Utah state. Um, I've been pretty confident about that. And the only reason I've been confident about that is he seems like the type of kid that would go buck wild on Instagram for schools. And Notre Dame is the only one that he did. I mean, and he went full on pictures, long video of, of, uh, there's nothing else of all these other offers he has, which he has quite a few. Notre Dame is the one that, that he's put up in the air and nobody else. So I think it's just a matter of time before, before uh, Notre Dame lands Vaughn's. And then maybe they're fine. I don't know. Um, you know, the, the Anthony Lucas to, to USC, uh, that's a downer for some people. It just, it, if you think about it, it was just, it was never going to happen. Um, I'm glad Notre Dame reached out to him and, and tried, uh, but that's just, eh, that, <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. Uh, but getting Vaughn's is huge. Notre Dame needs something that, you know, more on the defensive line um, this spring. And, but, you know, we also have Brennan Vernon coming in in June. I uh, wish we got him in the spring, but uh, he'll be in the June. But overall, I think Notre Dame has worked the portal pretty well. I mean, they've they've added their pieces, um, and you know they've 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 offered guys. They've gone also, you know, Andre Anthony, wide receiver for Michigan in the portal. He's out. Of, he committed to Oklahoma, but Notre Dame's going after the right guys. And and Jude, I want you to take a moment real quick here. Because if people made it this long on the podcast, they're nuts. But I mean, the message boards are still so fucking full of like misinformation and bullshit about about undergrad transfers and and all that. And people, some fans are really under the concept that that Notre Dame isn't t- doesn't take undergrad unless it's like they have, have like they're coming from some smart ass school blah, blah blah. But that just isn't the case. Like a freshman, like the best. The best undergrad transfer you can take, correct me if I'm wrong, Jude, is a one semester freshman transfer, right? Like there's 
that's an easy, that's an easy yes. Yes. Especially if, if you, um, he fits your already fits your academic profile, you recruited him. So you, you know what his, you know what his high school output was and he's making, yeah. And in his one semesters, he's made, um, what you would expect to be good academic progress and, and yeah, and you can move him over. Um, look, I, and we, we've done this before people, uh, people are acting like this is unprecedented, but you know, taking people who are sophomores to be is, is not, not, uh, it's been done before. It's been done really recently before. I'm not sure. Amir Carlisle, Amir Carlisle, uh, Loie Gilman, right? Yep. So I just, I, I, I'm still shocked to see a message board post. Jessica Shepard too, for women's basketball, if I'm right correctly. Right. But like the player still has to like be able to get in another name. It's not just a matter of, of, you know, undergrad or grad, it's like they still have to be in the profile. And what we talked right. about the profile too, and Jude is, is, is one of the few people that brought this up last year, uh, maybe it was the year before, but like your, your credit, like your time spent, Notre Dame wants you to have a Notre Dame degree. Like they don't want, you're not going to get a Notre Dame degree to the cheap way. Is what they right. want. You're not going to do three years at, at state university and one year at Notre Dame yes. and get a Notre Dame degree. It's just not going to happen. Right. So right. And I don't think of all the changes Notre Dame makes, I still think they stick to the, their guns on that one. Yeah, Jude. I think so. Right. Like I, th- I think they, I think they will make um, some exceptions and and bend some things for Freeman and the football program um, as far as transfers are concerned. But I don't think that's ever going. Like, you're not going to get a true junior uh, transfer. Like I just don't say like. I don't see it. You're going to get a yeah, a guy who, you know, a guy who finishes his junior year or it's like in December of his junior year decides he wants to transfer. Notre Dame's not getting that guy. That's just, yeah, I would say that would be, I mean, look, I was surprised last year with the way that they, mo- they, they made the Joseph thing work, but um, yeah, I still feel like that's sort of the line in the sand there, which is, you just, you're just not going to get a rising senior to come in who has one year left of credits to build and, and, uh, and be like a Merc, uh, for one year. It's just, I don't think that's going to be the Notre Dame way ever. So. No. And I do got to give credit. I mean, last year at this time, Notre Dame was not very active in the portal last year and everyone was screaming about it. Right. Like, well, and I, I made a spreadsheet and we were, we were tracking it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. With the wide receivers. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it turned out, we learned after the fact that, you know, some of the guys that, and I, I think Brendan brings them up all the time, but, uh, was named Charlie Jones from who ended up going to Purdue. Like, you know, there's a guy that, that Notre Dame I'm sure wanted, but, um, and, and I'm not saying this to disrespect, um, him, but I guess just didn't really fit the academic profile. And so, you know, look, they just, they couldn't take him and he ended up at Purdue. So it's, it is what it is. And you're, you're always, you're going to lose guys like that. If you continue to adhere to, um, you know, those standards and, and could they have used him this past year? Absolutely. But, um, I, I think in, to your point, they just, they needed to be more aggressive. We knew that they needed to be more aggressive. The Avery Davis, uh, injury underscored how they needed to be more aggressive. The fact that Marcus Freeman weekly offered that Joe Wilkins would be back when Avery Avery Davis got hurt, uh, I think just incensed me because I think that everyone knew that 
even a fully 100% healthy Joe Wilkins was not going to be a replacement for Avery Davis, you know, and, and, and that, and that Avery Davis could have been a lot better had there been a wide receiver, uh, from the portal that would have joined, you know? So it just, it was unfortunate. I wish they were more aggressive. I hope that they've learned lessons from last year and they apply them to this year. I feel like, um, if you did with Sam, Hart- Sam Hartman was a big lesson. Yeah. Learned. Yeah. Like not going after and Freeman said it uh in one of the pressers this season. You know, he was because he was asked. I mean, we were you know, why didn't you go after some, you know, a, a transfer quarterback? And he, you know, probably should have. Is what he said. That's what they 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 decided that was their decision at the time that they weren't going to, and he stood by that, but he also said, you know, maybe we should have. So, you know, he's open for he was open for the fact that they fucked up. <laughs> that they should have. Um, so I think this cycle proved that he learned the lessons of last year. And I think those lessons are just going to make him better. But as each year comes about, this is going to get, I won't say easier because I think the transfer portal is tricky as shit. I mean, it's such a condensed time frame, like from when they're allowed to announce and the start because the important thing that everyone needs to keep in mind is, and I know other people on the beat are like, well, so-and-so didn't commit to Notre Dame until, you know, January. So like there is a date for classes to start. And I think it's the 17th this month. And you have a three day grace period. So the 20th for them to everybody that's in the portal in December, they want to be at their new team for the spring semester without question, without question. So if you're talking about anything after that fact, you're going to, you're definitely going to have post spring transfers happens to every school in the country. Um, and Notre Dame is definitely going to need some guys to leave, uh, post spring, um, because right now it looks like nobody else is really announced it. And they, they're eight, nine up. Um, so the, the post spring is definitely going to be a a big one, but there is a, is a small time frame. So you have a just a small amount of time for and some of these prospects aren't guys that you recruited in high school. So it is a short time to get a quick relationship going, contact, interest, get a visit in. I mean, this this shit is like the uh, like you thought recruiting was tough. There is a long process that helps you build relationships. This is just wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. And the lack of information that people are complaining about getting from from their favorite recruiting sites that they pay that they pay monthly for these guys are trying their asses off. It's just so wild. And because of that time frame, it is hard for them to, I mean, it really is hard for them to like keep on top of what is happening. It's a, I mean, it's a wild, sh- I mean, say shit show, uh, and, but it really is. Josh, do you want to mention uh, a recent hire that you were made aware of from, from the, on the NLI front for, uh, or the NIL front from, uh, from Notre Dame? Uh, if I remembered her name, I would. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. <laughs> uh, I can't remember her name, and I can't even remember the name of the agency. That's okay. But but Notre Dame did. Like, I think one of the big complaints. I think um, Samson and and uh, 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 Fortuna talked really well about that. This port, this part of the Notre Dame. Uh, machine was that Notre Dame was just, and we've talked about it before ourselves. 
house. Like Notre Dame just does not want to talk about NIL. Like, they don't put anything out public. And they are doing – like people are saying, well, they're not doing anything. They actually are. There's a lot of stuff going on we just don't know about because Notre Dame does not sell any part of that. It's almost like they're embarrassed by it and so embarrassed by it that they wouldn't even like say who's in charge of this stuff on campus. They have done that recently. There is a person. There is an agency. It is a woman. Uh, that is all I really know. Um, I can't remember her name. I'm sorry. Uh, but some of that is uh, is there to help Notre Dame with, with their NIL dealings. I mean, Western Michigan just hired a guy today, and they called him a general manager. He has a general manager, general manager position with the Western Michigan Broncos. And his job is basically, it's basically the recruiting coordinator job, like ultra, because now you have the transfer portal mix into it, which makes it even wilder because your roster, it really is a GM position. I like to see Notre Dame do, do that. Um, but this is another step in the right direction. Um, of all that, like I think it was a couple of podcasts ago. I thought Samson and Fortuna like really nailed it. About so what the the uh, the woman's name is Kayla Miller. Thank you. She works for LTS LTS Sports Partners. I guess it is. Yeah. Re- regardless, to your point, the best day to have to have done something like this would have been two years ago, <laughs> and the second best day is today. Right. Yes. Which is, yes. Um, you know, they're late, but at least they're now uh, doing exactly what we need them to do, which is uh, taking this a lot more seriously. Yeah, everybody, everybody, uh, um, everybody is, is, uh, is, is getting in line on all this. So. This is what it is. You know, it was funny is I'm I'm sitting here t- talking confident about Vaughn's, and then I see uh, I got a I got a message from somebody uh, about that not being <laughs> that probably not being the, so I'm fucking up with Akron and Army and my confidence in uh, in Vaughn's. So <laughs> I'm batting a thousand tonight. Doing great. Doing great. Well, if that's the case, <laughs> I, I that's a that. There again, there's still post-spring action going on. No one needs to panic about defensive tackles, defensive ends, and honestly, I don't really care if they're there in the spring or not. Uh, quarterbacks, I do. Joshua, at uh, the end, at the end of the day, you didn't allow yourself to be videotaped with a with a teenage boy dancing in a weird, suggestive manner, only for him to leave you after. <laughs> uh, no, no. Nope, I did not. Well, I am, of course, referring to Walker Howard's decision to leave LSU after a single season, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Brian Kelly, quarterback guru. Yeah. Don't get up on that podium with Brian Kelly. You will you will not last at LSU. You won't. First of all, you may not commit. But second of all, you will not last. I, I, when's the last time we seen a Brian Kelly dance video from LSU? It's been a minute, isn't it? Uh, I think I like think they new, learned. I think they're learning their lesson, right? <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh man! Oh, I mean, this is like 
this is really our goodbye to 2022 football season episode. Yeah. Put a, put a bow on it. It's, uh, I don't know, something else. All right. I think that's all we got for tonight. I could probably go on and on and on about some other shit, but we'll just deal with that. Uh, Brendan or Jude, I'm sorry. Start off with you. What do you got left in the tank? I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, looks like Wayne County in uh, Michigan for uh, their council approving, allowing a man annual set animal sacrifices recently. Uh, They sure did. Yeah. As, uh, (laughs) as as Brendan said in our DMS today, that is metal as hell. So I thought it was just birds. Yeah. Uh, But but goats, goats. Goats. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, they needed to pass it. There, there's enough goat sacrificers up there. That's crazy. Uh, no, just the, I mean, the, the real update is that I've, we've got a pretty big weekend here in central New York. Um, the, the terrible ass Mike Bray coached, uh, men's basketball team is coming into town. <sighs> a terrible ass Jim Beheim, uh, coached Syracuse basketball team in a game that I will be thankfully, uh, dodging like the plague, but I will be there the following day at 2 PM, for the seventh ranked Notre Dame women's basketball team, hopefully to uh, to take apart uh, Syracuse piece by piece uh, on their own home floor, as I sit relatively close as opposed to the trash ass seats that they offer for men's basketball games. So uh, I'm I'm excited about watching watching the women play this weekend, despite the, uh, the what I would I guess I would term a hiccup against North Carolina. They play really sloppy. Uh, still 12 and two overall. And, um, you know, for those who want to, to watch the men's basketball team, hit me up. I got, plenty of, I've got plenty of tickets. Uh, they are not I, selling like hotcakes. So I am having a guy about having like a goddamn mutiny on OFT right now about men's basketball. I'm mean, just like, why would you, it's, 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 it's just, it's so writers depressing. asking me, do I need to cover this? Yes. It's, you need to cover this. It's so depressing. So depressing. Get back to work. Get back to work, slave. <laughs> Oh, it's so bad, man. It is so fucking terrible. Like every game has been so bad. Oh, man. Brennan, my friend, what do you have left in the tank? Oh, what do I have left in the tank? (laughs) Sounds empty to me. Hello? <laughs> well, that was quite a way to go out. <laughs> yeah, so, Empty 12. Thank <laughs> Well, so the real sadness of the transfer portal, because we didn't even mention it, is that a love story lost. Brian Kelly thought he found his quarterback. And his quarterback thought he found his coach. And alas, it was not to be. As Alice, have you been gone for the last fifteen minutes? <laughs> we just talked about this. Sorry, oh. Brandon. I, I while you were gone, I made this joke. So, well, <laughs> I had it there. <laughs> I, I'm really had I, had I known you wanted to make Walker Howard jokes, I would have waited <clears throat> for you. I apologize. So we are ending the season off with no, Scott. no. 
Because yeah, we so, got so we got not fucked only, up LSU jokes. We got Army ac- mixing up with Akron. Uh, I'm retracting a, a, a prediction about a transfer portal commitment. We are we are live and living in color. Well, not only that, but but also um, Florida had one of the most wild uh, recruitments as well with their quarterback, who they thought they had, who they pulled from Miami, who decommitted from Florida for $13 million. Um, the transfer portal window could not be hotter uh, coming up. Whatever you think you know about what rosters are and who you have signed at this point and who's on your team at this point, in the next couple of days here, um, I expect to see things get absolutely crazy. Um, you know, the Jim Harbaugh news, uh, you know, how that goes. Uh, who knows about Ryan Day? I, I don't know. I think that the next week of college football news is going to be about as crazy as it can possibly get. I'm here um, for it. And I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. It, everyone knows that none of this shit stops. It's only going to get wilder and wilder. That's why we, we go full season. You're going to get at least one, two, two hour, two and a half hour plus episode from us a week, at least. Um, unlike some, uh, some other podcasts out there. Um, so make sure you're leaving a rating review because we are here for you. <clears throat> um, someone just came across my Twitter screen, fellas. Have you seen the picture of, of, uh, Jeff Smarcha and Drake Bowen? No. Smarcha is challenge is channeling his inner, uh, Texas dad. Kinda, except he's uh, those are those are laced. But he looks like a retired uh, WWE wrestler uh, with <laughs> on a terrible floor. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's a Coors Light in his hand. Maybe a butt. Yeah, that's a yeah. Looks like a Coors Light in his hand. Uh, still rocking a goatee, looking spectacular. I don't know. It's just it's just a, it's just a funny looking picture. Um, mainly because Samarja just looks so different. I don't know. Um, that wasn't what I was going to end on. Uh, congratulations <laughs> to Nathan for winning the OFD Bowl Mania Challenge Pick'em yada yada for the home field hoodie. Uh, he took it. It was a it was a bad bowl season for <laughs> for picks, uh, but uh, Nathan took took the group and he took home the hoodie. Uh, so I shipped him out a, uh, black UCF Pegasus hoodie. It's oh, pretty, interesting. Pretty, it, is a, it is good. He lives down in Florida. So maybe he goes to school there. I don't know. Or so I don't he lives in Florida. He can use that hoodie for what? 16 hours on a February day or, well, you know, he asked, he, I checked. It's funny. I checked who the leaders were right before the championship game. And then like an hour later, and I saw there was two guys and couldn't see what they had picked for the championship game, like see who was going to come out on top. Um, and then like an hour later, I get an email from from Nathan, like, hey, man, is there a prize for this? I'm like, yeah, dude, He's like, if you win, you get a hoodie. He's like, oh, sweet, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, of course, you know, he so Georgia won him. He, he won. And 
I guess I could. I mean, I guess I could have told him, like, if you're in Florida, dude, you can get two T-shirts instead of a, <laughs> of a hoodie. I could have done that for him. Uh, kind of felt bad shipping a shipping a hoodie down to. I don't know. It's been a cold winter down there, though, right? I have no idea. I just I, you know, hoodies in in Florida don't seem like they would. Uh, they don't literally mesh. I mean, I talked to some people and. Um, for another thing about getting hoodies and they're like, well, we're in, Fe- we're in Phoenix. What are we going to do with a hoodie? You know? So I just kind of right. assumed. I mean, it's 48 right now here in Ohio and I am in uh shorts and a t-shirt have been all day and was out running errands. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, I would barely wear underwear if I, well, uh, I guess you would have to wear underwear at a place like Florida. Uh, but, uh, wouldn't want to. But other than that, that's that, man. Awesome. Uh, still stuff, still stuff on the site. Hockey's go, hockey's going. Notre Dame has an excellent knack of losing a game and then, <laughs> and then winning. Uh, winning the next one. It's been kind of a weird season. Um, men's basketball has been absolutely terrible. Um, and, and we just joked about, you know, don't watch them. It's terrible. This train wreck of a season might be the one to pay attention to because this might be the one that changes things down the road for better, for worse. I'll leave that up to you to decide, but there could be big changes coming to the program after this year has just been that bad. Um, uh, but women's basketball is, is Niles got them right back up uh, nationally to where they're, where they were before Muffet retired. Uh, that's nice to see. I mean, they still got the rest of the season and tournament, but they're showing out. They're, they're looking good. Looking good. So the, Program's back on track. She's pulling in five stars. We're feeling good about that. So we're here for you. Brendan's got the memes. Ask Chip Patterson. Well, so for Brendan, for Jude, for everyone over at One Foot Down, thanks for listening. And as always, go Irish. <laughs>